93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And today is Thursday, January 20th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a winter weather advisory is posted for most of the region until 11 a.m. Rain is expected to change over to snow if it hasn't already. The steadiest snow falls from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. with reduced visibility expected. Main roads should stay mostly wet during the storm, but side streets, overpasses, and driveways and sidewalks will get slushy or possibly snow-covered for a period of time. Temperatures are falling from 39 degrees at dawn to 30 degrees by sunset today. The total of accumulation will at the end of the storm will be a general coating to two inches. They're saying some areas could see three inches. The best chance for uh, seeing that three inches is right around the 95 corridor where the best lift will pass through. Everything is so wet, so moist. Uh, it's hard to believe that we'll get a lot of accumulation, at least right. in this general area. You're, I mean, yeah, they're not, again, keep winter like this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm all right with it. You know, unless, you, and I get it if you're a, a plow truck guy and you make your money this way, then I, I hope it, wherever you are plowing, you get a nice bunch of snow. Philadelphia police officers and the SWAT unit responded to three separate barricade situations in the city just hours apart. A domestic dispute triggered a barricade situation early Thursday morning in the Logan section of Philadelphia. It all began to unfold at about 1 a.m. Thursday on the 5900 block of North Norwood Street. When the SWAT team arrived, they used a battering ram to open the front door and ordered the suspect to come out. Police are out here. Come to the front door. A member of the SWAT unit could be heard shouting. Police say the man held a woman inside for an hour before releasing her. That's when SWAT responded and removed the man from the home. Both were being questioned by police. No injuries were reported. The Biden administration will be making 400 million N95 masks available for free to Americans starting next week now that federal officials are emphasizing uh, emphasizing their better protection against the Omicron variant of COVID-19 over cloth face coverings. The White House announced Wednesday that the masks will come from the government's strategic national stockpile, which has more than 750 million of the highly protective masks on hand. The masks will be available for pickup at pharmacies and community health centers across the country. They will begin shipping this week for distribution starting late next week, the White House said. This will be the largest distribution of free masks by the federal government to the public since the COVID-19 pandemic began. In early 2020, then-President Donald Trump's administration considered and then shelved plans to send masks to all Americans at their homes. President Joe Biden embraced the initiative after facing mounting criticism this month over the inaccessibility both in supply and cost of N95 masks at the highly transmitted Omicron variant swept across the country. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention on Friday updated its guidance on face coverings to more clearly state that properly fitted N95 and KN95 masks offer the most protection against COVID-19. Still, it didn't formally recommend N95s over cloth masks. In sports this morning... The Sixers beat the Orlando Magic last night in South Philly. Joel Embiid tied his career high with 50 points in just 27 minutes of play. Leading a dominant third quarter that carried the Sixers to a 123-110 win. Embiid 
Embiid had 12 rebounds and three blocks while making 17 of 23 field goals and 15 of 17 free throws. He joined Allen Iverson and Wilt Chamberlain as the only players in the team's history with multiple games of 50 points or more while getting at least 50 points and 10 rebounds in the fewest minutes of any NBA player since 1955. Wow. I remember I was at the game uh, where Iverson got uh, a career high in points um, and it was like, it was one of the best games that I was working there at the time and I mean, everybody was on the edge of their seats. People were crowded around the court. Like, it was awesome. Well, I was there last night, Kath. I went with oh, my son. Were? Yeah, oh, and cool. so it was just as exciting last night. And uh, in a cool twist, my son was there uh, when he when he scored 49 points oh. a couple years ago. So he's been there for his two career highs. So I think Ben's a good luck charm. Yeah. Got to go to more of these games. But it was, it was so much fun. It was so exciting last night. The Sixers are at home again tomorrow night as they'll host the L.A. Clippers. Tip-off is scheduled for 7 o'clock. The Flyers will look to end their nine-game losing streak when they host Jake Voracek <laughs> and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Nine times. <laughs> they've lost nine times? Nine times. <laughs> Steve, nine games in a row. Nine times. Uh. And in college basketball, the 11th-ranked Villanova Wildcats lost to Marquette. 57-54 to 54 last night on the main line. Justin Lewis' Ten. <laughs> three-pointer of the game came in 11.5 seconds left and ended the Wildcats' 29-game on-campus winning streak. Up next for the Wildcats is a game in Washington, D.C. against the Georgetown Hoyas on Saturday at noon. And that's what I have for you this morning. Hi, thank you very much, Kathy. It's interesting, Nick. So you were there uh, last night. Yeah. <clears throat> And at what point in the game did did it start to uh, feel like okay the third quarter something really starting to happen? He here. had twenty in the first quarter. I mean, he was just dominant. But I think the rest of the team in the first quarter had two or like four points. So he, it was it was all Joel for most of the night. But in the third quarter, he really turned it on. And uh, and yeah, people started noticing, and they're like. He could get 50 tonight. It's It's got to be exciting, like, if you're at a baseball game and you start to realize there's a certain number of strikeouts oh, yeah. that yeah. have happened or, uh-huh. or you're at a hockey game and, and, you know, somebody's had this many saves and it's starting or to... Or a hat trick. Might, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's starting to go, wait, okay. Well, yeah. Something pretty big could, could like happen in, a, in just yeah. a standard yeah. season game. You at know a baseball I mean? game, though, there's these weird superstitions, like if a no-hitter is happening or a perfect game or whatever, like, you're not really supposed to say right. anything, so you're like... Look at the scoreboard. Right, right. That's all you did. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I don't want to jinx it. But like the trickling, like the, I remember with, with Iverson, it was like, you know, once he started, I think it was 60 points was his career high, or at least the game that yeah. I was at. And I remember it like when he, when it started to get up there, it started to like, and nobody would like say it out loud. Right. Yeah. It was like, um, okay, so this could be really big. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and then you start watching the other players serve yeah. up the, the guy who's hot. Yeah. And, and it's like, okay, they're really wanting to make this happen. I've never cool. been at, at anything no, like that. I, I, I've, I've seen it, you know, on television, yeah. but to be there in the arena or, yeah, the, uh, yeah that'd be fantastic. The, the cool thing in basketball is it, it's, a, it's called a heat check, right? So if a player will make a couple of baskets in a row, three baskets in a row, the, the other players will feed that guy the ball right. for him to shoot. Yep. And and if he makes it, it's like, okay, this guy's hot, right? So they do it. It's, it's called a heat check. All right, let's I see like if this that. guy's I've hot. I've never heard that term before. That's right, cool. heat check, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so, so you'll see a guy take like five three-pointers in a row. I'm familiar with the coat check. Yeah. Well, so Nobody's saying anything. She's got a thousand coach checks. Joel Embiid was so hot last night that he he made 16 and 19 shots. You know, outside or inside of the three-point line. That's 
Hell of a night. Yeah. So, and that's his third fifty pointer, I think. Uh, I think. Did I hear that? Second of his career. I think. Okay. He, I think this was his second Oof, fifty. Yeah. Man. And he got it on the free throw line. So, Steve, when um, everybody started sensing that it was happening, the other thing that you notice is everybody stands up and then everybody takes out their cell phones because they all want to get footage. <laughs> They're of them. all getting ready. Yeah, it was yeah, cool. Nice. It was really neat being there. Awesome. All right. Well, we have some uh, stuff planned for today. Uh, I'm excited and disappointed. So, I'm disappointed. We were going to have Martin Cove on, but I am happy to hear that it's just been moved and yes. not canceled. All so right. we have him on. That's uh, Sensei Kreese from uh, Cobra Kai, which I'm totally obsessed with, and a lot of us here on the show are. Uh, but we'll do that again. But excited at the fact that we have Valerie Bertinelli on the program. That's today. very cool. Um, and obviously, a lot to talk to her about. Uh, you know, between her, you know, between uh, Eddie dying and 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 Wolfgang having such success and playing the MM barbecue and all that stuff. So doing, you know, research. I remember having a massive crush oh, on her on one day man, at a time. Me too. Massive. I hated the guy she was dating, Scott Columby, who's one of the actors in Caddyshack. Okay. Uh, and, uh, you know, the whole thing is like, uh, from there on through, so I've, I've loved her forever, but i got to say, you know, when we have her on, what a great job, I assume, she and Eddie did with Wolfgang. I yeah. mean, I mean, what a, what a tribute to the kind of parenting and the person that she is, that that guy is so nice and so talented. Yeah. Uh, it's it's an amazing yeah, thing. Yeah, and their relationship amazing. ended, but they still kept they, doing that right. Right, You know, right. taking care of, the, of, of him and making sure that he would end up on uh, on the right foot. So it's cool. We'll talk to her in the 9 o'clock hour, uh, and we have other things to get into, so we'll plan on doing that. We'll come back in a second. The entertainment stories are up with a stupid question as well. Hang in there. It's going to be a messy drive-in, but uh, we'll be with you. Be right back. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. It's fancy. No, it's it's not fancy. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. This Valentine's Day, avoid that look of disappointment. You know the look. A week after Valentine's Day when she throws the flowers you just bought into the trash? Try this. Get her a real long stem rose dipped in 24 karat pure gold. The only rose that's guaranteed to last forever is just $59. Our famous 24 karat gold dip roses arrive in our signature gold gift box. Order now and get free shipping at IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, we're going to give away a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card for the correct answer to this question. What product was first made by suspending paraffin in a solution of water and antifreeze? Mm-hmm. Oh 215-263-WMMR. And I will tell you, we have several of them here. Oh, my goodness. What product was first made by suspending paraffin in a solution of water and antifreeze? It's interesting. 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. See if you can get the answer while we're waiting. We'll do these uh, birthdays. Thursday, January 20th, A uh, an American hero, Buzz Aldrin, Absolutely. celebrates oh, wow. his birthday today. Second man to step foot on the moon. Uh, he is 92 years old today. Wow. If, if you want someone who exemplifies what that breed of astronaut, what that kind of guy was like, Buzz Aldrin. Yeah. Man, absolutely. And what a uh, life. there are stories he's been relaying... Um, Recently, I guess, I've not heard them before, about the little mini conversations he had, you know, aboard the LEM when they were on the moon. And, and just, you know, th- these little exchanges about where they stood in history and what was happening. It's amazing. He also had a rough personal life for a long time. Yeah. I mean, it dealt with alcoholism and, uh, and several marriages. And 
uh, as far as I understand, and I read um, a few articles about him uh, in the the anniversary of the 50th landing, uh, the 50th anniversary of the landing on the moon, he's turned everything around. He's in a much happier place. He's <laughs> in a much better personal place, which is cool to see. He's also responsible for one of my favorite pieces of video. Yeah. when the guy oh comes God, up. That's right. He's like, he knew it didn't land on the moon. It was all, it was filmed. It was created. <laughs> and eventually, Buzz Aldrin's like, so we just go, leave. And then he just clocks him. Yep. <laughs> yep. He's had it. Yep. He's 92 today. Uh, Steve, it's Lorenzo Lamazon. Ah. Today, uh, he was in Greece, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he and the Renegade. Jock. Yes, yeah. he had blonde hair in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he turns uh, sixty-four years old today. Uh, it's also the great director David Lynch's birthday today. L- love David Lynch. Uh, Lynch is uh, seventy-six years old. Yeah, he's he's an acquired taste for yeah, sure. He's I... uh, uh, not really your thing. No. Yeah, I, I I get it. I get it. It's it, it's eclectic. Uh, some of his stuff. Yeah, but when it hits, it's great. I mean, yeah. I loved. So he did the movie as conventional as the Elephant Man. Yeah, yeah which is great. Mm-hmm. And and his the original Dune. I love. It. I still think is solid. I do too. And um, you know, the, obviously then you have things like Eraserhead, which should be watched once <laughs> and never again. Yeah. Yeah. I and did uh, Mulholland Drive. Drive. That's a weird movie. Blue it, Velvet is a weird. Yeah, movie. absolutely. Uh, I didn't watch Twin Peaks, but people. Really got caught up in I that. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, so he turns uh, 76 years old today and lived in Philadelphia, as I've said before, and probably every birthday yeah. of his, that he was he, <laughs> he was motivated to to create Eraserhead from his time spent living in Philadelphia. And, and Eraserhead, if you don't know, is basically an extended nightmare. Yeah. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's 76 today. Uh, Bill Maher, the uh, comedian and HBO real-time host. He's been uh, at this for years, man. He, yeah. from, from stand-up, he, he used to have the show. His first show was Politically Incorrect, yep. which was on ABC Late Nights. And, and then this, and he's he's got this dynasty. Lasted quite a while. He is 66 today. Uh, Melissa Rivers, daughter of <laughs> Joan Rivers, yeah. Uh, she is 54 as well. Melissa's still, like Joan now. Still weird to think about how Joan Rivers died. Man. She was going in for basically a fairly innocuous procedure, yeah. and she she died. Yep. But yeah. that shows you it's always a risk. Absolutely. That's why like, those <laughs> things Mike. always scare me. Yeah. Well, Dr. Mike, too. He's like, is it worth dying over yeah. here? <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and therein is an example. And he's right. And he, he's yeah. always that way. Oh, uh, that's yeah. great. You wanted this? All right. Is it worth dying over Why do you want to go to the hospital? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she is 54. Skeet Ulrich is 52. Original star of Scream. Mm-hmm. And uh, movies like As Good As It Gets as well. And then that TV show Jericho, which they canceled... Uh, before it finished, and there was such an outpouring by fans that they ended up wrapping it up. They came back and, and finished it. It was so satisfying. Yes, it was a little rushed in that final two-hour movie that they did, but they, at least they finished it. Right. Yeah, you got some yeah. closure. Uh, Rain Wilson of Office fame hmm. uh, has a birthday today. And both it, of those guys in the studio over yep. the years. Yeah. Rain and Skeet. When do we have Rain in? What was he for? Oh, I remember. That rock star movie? Yeah, what was yeah. that called? About the, the um, rocker. The rocker, yeah. That, that's correct. And yeah. he's a little loony in that movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he turns 56 years old today. And speaking of rockers, it's Paul Stanley's birthday today. <laughs> Hi, people. Yeah. Uh, he turns, wow, 70 years old today, man. The great Paul Stanley. Is everyone ready to rock and roll? <laughs> people. <laughs> but here's the deal. He's 70. Yeah. We talked to the Geeter yesterday, right? And, he's, and and uh, and he's got this show coming up on, on Saturday night, and, mm-hmm. and those people aren't much older than Paul Stanley, but, like, Paul Stanley doesn't seem like a geezer to me. No. You know? well, and and they, some of these other people. The Geeter, for Christ's sake, they, they, the energy level yep. doesn't seem like a, like a geezer. Yeah. yeah. You know? And the Geeter's in great shape, he's too, He's in by great the way. shape. 
Paul has had a little bit of work done on his face, and Gene as well. He's had a whole new face. Oh my God! Yeah. Uh, they they it's so obvious, and it's seventy. You ought to hang that up. It, it, <laughs> it, you can go with what you got now, Paul. Uh, so he's seven years old today. Uh, Ian Hill, who plays bass for the band, Ju- got to go. Okay, <laughs> wrong button. Uh, Judas Priest. Oh, <laughs> so Judas Priest is right next. To- <laughs> That's I cool. Got to go. <laughs> and just move on with this crap birthday. <laughs> <laughs> right next uh, Santa's to Santa's gotta go. <laughs> right next to <laughs> Santa's gotta go is breaking the law. <laughs> All right, uh, he turns uh, Ian Hill of Judas Priest turned seventy one today. Uh, and then the last birthday I saw is actor Evan Peters. Ah, uh, from uh, X Men fame and WandaVision and American Horror Story and Kick Ass. Also, Mayor of Easttown. He mm-hmm. was excellent in man. And I don't want to give anything away, but man, I would have loved to. F- had him be yeah. available for a second season if they do it. Yep, yep. So, uh, happy birthday, everybody, celebrating their birthday on January 20th. Happy birthday, oh, everyone. It's also what? my mom's birthday. Today. Oh, oh Betsy! Betsy, yes. And uh, she and Nick Foles share a birthday. Oh, I, yep. Yeah. Hey, I'm, Nick Foles! Nick Foles. Uh, but happy birthday, They mom. played college ball together. They did, yeah. yeah. She was the center. <laughs> yeah. And uh, my mom loves, by the way, uh, Jason Kelsey and Bo Allen because <laughs> after the Super Bowl, she came in to see them when they were here, and so she considers Jason Kelsey... Her boyfriend. Oh. Yeah, but happy birthday, Mom. I love All you. Right. What's this on the football? It's raisins. <laughs> you like raisins. And Nick Bowles is 34 today? I or believe so. 33. 33. All right. Uh, let's see if we can get an answer to this super question. What product was first made by suspending paraffin in a solution of water and antifreeze? We will go to uh, Jeannie. Hey there, Jeannie. Hi, good morning. Uh, Jeannie, what product do we speak of that's made of paraffin and water and antifreeze? Is it the lava lamp? Lava lamp, yeah. Oh, you got it. Hang on just a second. It's like a poison lamp. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, right? yeah. We're going to give you a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card. You can kick off the new year with uh, seasonal specials at Bonefish Grill, like their Baja scallops and shrimp scampi pasta, Rockefeller butterfish, and chocolate lava cake. Uh, pair them with the winter white Cosmo and signature smoked old-fashioned. You can visit Bonefish Grill. Dot com. Got some stuff to pass along to you. We'll begin with this. Following days of a heated online back and forth with her sister amid Jamie Lynn Spears' ongoing press tour for her new memoir, Brittany is now demanding that her sister stop, quote, derogatory, der- derogatorily speaking about her. Leave Brittany alone! In a cease and desist letter dated the 17th and obtained by the Hollywood Reporter, Brittany's attorney, Matthew Rosengart, has demanded that Jamie Lynn stop publicly airing false or fantastical grievances. We demand that Jamie stop posting false and fantastical grievances. In reference to, in Brit- reference to Brittany's, Brittany's book, book. While Which Jamie Lynn... Or no, it's... Like, it uh, doesn't... In reference <laughs> to Brittany, while Jamie Lynn promotes her new book. Uh, okay, yeah, so... The things I should have said. You know, there's so much, I think, disingenuous stuff floating around here. So she wrote this book. Obviously, she wants the book to sell. And she's gone out and done a little bit of touring for the book. Uh, but, I mean, it's it's very weird that these sisters are so contentious at this point. Yeah. Uh, so he, uh, the Rosengart's letter uh, begins with, we write with some hesitation because the last thing Brittany wants is more, is to bring more attention to your ill-timed book and its misleading or outrageous claims about her. You, madam, are the C-word. Uh, after acknowledging... <laughs> wow. 
that, my goodness. That Brittany has not read and does not intend to read the memoir. Uh-huh. Rosengarten. No, she's going to do the audiobook. <laughs> asserts uh, Jamie Lynn is exploiting her sister for monetary gain with the book, despite knowing of abuse Brittany endured while under the conservatorship. Listen, dude. Okay, so Jamie Lynn was somewhat in the spotlight as well. She has a story about her life to sell. There are people yes. who would be interested in that. How can you not include your own sister in that? You know what I mean? It's 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 weird. Yeah, uh, publicly it's a dysfunctional family though. Clearly, a publicly airing false or fantastical grievances fantastical. is wrong. Especially fantastical beasts when. Uh, <laughs> You're straying here, I'm buddy. a big part of it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to sue Johnny Depp, too. <laughs> when designed to sell books, it is also potentially unlawful and uh, defamatory, uh, the letter said. You are like a scourge, which uh, is one of those fantastical beasts. Uh, Rosengard. Five anuses and one ear. <laughs> <laughs> five anuses? Yeah. <laughs> Rosengard ends the letter pointing. It's a literal S-storm. Uh, pointing to another public statement reportedly made by Jamie Lynn, in which the Sweet Magnolia star says her memoir is not about her older sister. She said, uh, according to his statement, said she takes you at your word and we therefore demand that you cease and desist from referencing Brittany derogatorily during your promotional campaign. Uh, the letter concludes before asserting legal action may be taken if you, quote, fail to do so or defame her. Uh, the letter was dated just a day before Jamie Lynn uh, had an interview. Uh, during an hour-long conversation, she uh, had told uh, the interviewer that it was, quote, so cool that she witnessed Brittany live out her dreams, but always felt like an afterthought in relation to her sister, so she just learned to stay out of the way. So Jamie felt like an afterthought. Yeah. So Jamie had a show, so it was a Zoe 101, right? Yeah, I, that was it. That was right? her show, yeah. right? Yeah. And then she got pregnant. Yeah. So she had to leave the show. Yeah, exactly. And, and so she had a career that was building. She yeah. was popular. Exactly. So knock it off! And she's got a story to tell. So, tell you it! Know, she's telling it. Exactly. Tell it! Tell it! Right. <laughs> uh, I love this. Uh, this happens every now and then. Uh, researchers at the University of California at Riverside discovered a parasite that infects tarantulas, and then they named it after actor Jeff <laughs> Daniels. <laughs> no way. Scientists believe the parasite, which is called the uh, Tarantobilis Jeff Danielsi, uh, causes tarantulas to, quote, walk on tiptoe, stop eating, and lose control of their fang. Do they sound like Fred Flintstone yeah, right. bowling? <laughs> <laughs> How the parasite... Aco- <laughs> How the parasite accomplishes this is still a mystery, but eventually the tarantula will die, according to the university. So, now. so the, the, the tarantula is literally, like, tiptoeing? Yeah, so it without toes. Yeah, it's got this parasite inside yeah. of it that makes it do that. So, oh. so it, uh, it it walks differently. So, right. anyhow, what does this have to do with Jeff Daniels? Well, it's in reference to his 1990 horror comedy film Arachnophobia. Yes, according to the uh, parasitologist Adler Dillman. He said in a statement, his character in the film is a spider killer, which is exactly what these nematodes are. Uh, the newly named parasite is a nematode. There are more than 25,000 nematode species in the world, but this is, on- the, this is only the second one discovered that infects tarantulas. Uh, the findings were published Monday in the Journal of Parasitology. Daniel said in a statement that he's honored, he said in Hollywood... You haven't really made it until you've been recognized by those in the field of parasitology. <laughs> was so. it John Goodman, the main spider killer in that movie? I think so. Right? Yeah. He uh, was the ex- yeah, He was in I charge. He was the yeah. exterminator. Yeah. Right? Yes. He had the yeah. poison, and uh, Jeff Daniels, it was his home, and he had to fight the spider at the end mm. with the fire. And Yeah, because yeah, he wasn't a an exterminator. Right. He just he lived just in the house. That's right. a pretty yeah. decent movie, actually. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I watched it just recently, and I dismissed it when it first came out, but it's pretty well done. 
Uh, in an interview with Vogue, <clears throat> Machine Gun Kelly admitted that when helping create uh, the engagement ring for Megan Fox, listen to this, he designed it to cause pain if she ever removes it from her ah, finger. Is that, is that like your jewelry line, Kathy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh it's like almost like a, one of those finger trap things. This will cut her finger off. It's like, uh, oh my God, in the, the um, uh, white wedding video, Billy Idol, yeah. he puts a ring on the oh, girl's yeah. finger and, and, it it, bleeds. and it bleeds yeah. when he's putting it Roy. on. Yeah, roll. <laughs> Case, Case, those finger trap things, you know what you're getting into. You put your fingers in there. You know what's going to happen when yeah. you pull apart. And every time I'm like, oh, oh my God, my God, stop, stop. Stop, stop. Split second of panic. Panic. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Isn't like, oh, the key to that is to relax? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, yeah. just relax and then you take it off. Right? Yeah, relax. you're never going to get out. So, uh, the What's two- that on your finger, Kathy? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> the two, uh, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox, made their engagement debut in Milan by uh, attending the Dolce & Gabbana fashion show. Uh, while the price of the emerald and diamond ring has not been disclosed, experts estimate that it could be worth up to a half a million dollars. Which is actually... Um, Okay, he's got he's got a lot of loot. Uh, this is uh, tragic. Uh, a French yeah. actor you may not know, but he has been in some roles and in, in some shows you may have seen. Uh, Gaspard uh, Ulil. I'm not sure if that's exactly how you pronounce his name. Ulil, yeah. uh, known for appearing in Chanel perfume ads as well as film and television roles, died Wednesday. It was a skiing accident. Oh my god! So sad. Man. You, you know he's he's going to be in something very very soon that yes. we're all going to watch. Moon right? Knight. Yeah, yeah that yeah. new series. So he also portrayed young Hannibal Lecter. In 2007's Hannibal Rising, uh, and he played uh, fashion mogul Yves Saint Laurent in the 2014 biopic Saint Laurent. So his career was building. <clears throat> yeah, well, <clears throat> in, in France, he was already a full-fledged yeah. star, uh, but he's in that upcoming Marvel series Moon Knight, uh, which looks pretty looks cool. really good. Yeah, yeah. Oscar um, Isaac. And Oscar Isaac is the star in it, yeah, so it's got some big names. Um, and so yeah, while skiing on Tuesday afternoon at uh, Le Resere uh, Resort, uh, he collided with another skier oh, on an intermediate slope after turning left, presumably to join his friends on an adjoining slope. Oh my yeah, God. When, I, when I first heard the story, I thought, okay, maybe he's like going down a black diamond thing and went off the trail or whatever. This is this was actually a fairly common injury, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. And I've had listen. I, I was one time we were at Jackson Hole and I was I was snowboarding. I'm the. It was in the middle of the day. I'm the only person right, on this run. Right. The only person, and I'm I'm a, a novice, yeah, snowboarder, and I'm carving back and forth because I'm taking my time going down this run. I don't want to go too fast. I'm right. still learning how to do this, and all of a sudden, boom! Oh. Dude runs <gasps> into me from behind. I like I saw <sighs> nothing. It was a skier, and I'm just like I'm like, dude, yeah. I'm the only one <laughs> out here. Yeah. Yeah. Stay the f out of my way. Was he apologetic or was he an a hole? He was about like it? a half halfway dickish about it. Sorry, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's what you get. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Like I, I mean, oh, but I anyway. mean, you almost have to go out of your way to hit the person, totally. right? Yeah. So anyhow, and um, and they're the ones who have. The full view. Yeah. If you're coming from behind you, you can't see it all. So it's, you had no choice to avoid yeah, this. It's guy. their responsibility. Yeah, all I know, yeah. nobody else is out there, and I can use right. as much of this as I want to. But anyhow, this can happen just with a collision. Mm-hmm. And uh, this guy apparently, uh, both skiers fell to the ground after the collision. Uh, Ulil was uh, motionless and unconscious when the rescuers arrived, while the other skier was unharmed. 
Uh, the director of the resort said that uh, Yulia was not wearing a helmet. Uh, when rescuers arrived, helmets are not required on French ski slopes, but are strongly recommended. Do most around here, or you guys, when you guys go skiing around here or snowboarding, Kathy, uh, are people wearing helmets? Oh, yeah. I like It's way them. more common yep. now, okay. at least than when I learned. Like, we didn't wear helmets. Now, right. I, I would say, like... 80% of the Common? people are okay. wearing Okay, well, here's yeah. a good reason why. Especially yeah. kids. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, because you're usually geared up anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, so what like, does it matter? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so slap it on. You slap it on there, it ends up becoming part of the, you know, the whole ensemble, you know? No, seriously, yeah. yeah. You want a cool helmet. Yeah. You want one that looks cool, yeah. When that guy hit into you from the back, yeah. you should have let him go down the hill. And let him continue, and then you take a little snowball and you roll it down, and it becomes this huge ball. By the time he's in cartoons, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So he was uh, pronounced dead. They took him to the hospital via Uh helicopter. Um, He started performing at age 11 alongside renowned actress uh, Sandrine Bonaire and went on to win uh, two of France's top cinema awards, uh, the Caesar. So he was, you know, legit. Uh, French President Emmanuel Macron. Called him one of the uh, incarnations of French cinema today. And tributes uh, poured in from shocked colleagues and fans around the world. So that's very tragic. Uh, let's see. How about this? Not quite as tragic, but freaky. Uh, and it was a reality star uh, from uh, Dance Moms, Abby Lee Miller. Yes. So she's suing the Hampton Inn and Suites by Hilton for $8.5 million in damages after she got trapped beneath a fallen door. So she was apparently, she was staying in the Hampton Inn in Santa Monica last year when her wheelchair got caught underneath a sliding bathroom door. When she attempted to free herself, the 300-pound door fell on her, trapping her in her wheelchair for 6 to 12 minutes, it says. What? No, so... If I may ask, what was she in the wheelchair for? Because I don't ever hear she was. She ran that dance school. She was the is that star. Who that, that is, yeah. Okay, that, she was the main one. According to the complaint, the injuries she sustained still affect her to this day, and she has been in physical therapy since. Yeah, I don't know why she was in a wheelchair. Uh, the reality star is suing the hotel chain for negligence, emotional distress, unlawful discrimination, and other things. She went. To, she, I think she went to jail herself. Well, it says discrimination against individuals with disabilities huh. and, and false imprisonment. So uh, she underwent emergency surgery for cancer in June 2018 okay. and has been in a wheelchair ever, ever since. since then. So I don't know when Dance Moms, when she was starring on there. I so. think JoJo Siwa was somehow involved in this show with her. I didn't watch. Uh, here's a shocker. I didn't watch Dance Moms. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, I think that's all in that world. Okay. Uh, Anna Wintour issued a statement honoring former Vogue editor Andre Leon uh, Andre Leon Talley uh, following his death on Tuesday at the age of 73. It was uh, just two words, right? Good riddance. No. <laughs> well, they did have a long-standing feud, feud or falling yeah. out. Oh, yeah. Right. So in the statement written on Vogue's website, the magazine editor-in-chief recognized Talley as being uh, magnificent and uh, erudite and wickedly funny uh, before addressing their tumultuous relationship. She wrote... Like many decades-long relationships, there were complicated moments, but all I want to remember today, all I care about, is the brilliant and compassionate man who was a generous and loving friend to me and to my family for many, many years and who we will all miss so much, she said. She was the reason that he lost a lot of weight. She was the one that kind of like sat, yeah. sat him down and was like, look, you need to you need to trim down. You have to lose weight. You're too heavy. And she snubbed him from the, uh, the Met Gala. And is that where that was, that was that one, of the, from... one of the feuds, yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, and well, uh, listen, we get snubbed constantly. Do we hold a grudge? 
Yes. We still yes. love her. Absolutely. All right, we have a little audio to play with this. Bill Murray uh, put on an impromptu performance in New York City on Wednesday. Uh, The 71-year-old comedian teamed up with cellist Jan Vogler, uh, violinist Mira Wang, and pianist Vanessa Perez in Washington Square Park for a recital of songs, uh, including I Feel Pretty. Uh, so we have two clips. Yes, we have I Feel Pretty and I think uh, I Like to Be in America. Uh, which one do you want first? I Feel Pretty, because okay. since I mentioned it, let's go with that. <laughs> I feel charming, oh so charming. It's alarming how charming I feel. And so pretty that I hardly can believe I'm real. That attractive girl be such a pretty face, such a pretty dress, such a pretty smile, such a pretty means. <laughs> <laughs> America, Puerto Rico's in America. So no word on, uh, on why he was doing it, but uh, he did it. He's Bill Murray. He can do it. Um, uh, this is the kind of stuff you would never see years ago, and he just simply, and people are stopping by. It was just a pop-up, basically, yeah. and having a good time. There's freaking Bill Murray. Nice. Good for him. Well, the first official full trailer for the upcoming four-part Showtime documentary series, We Need to Talk About Cosby, oh. has hit. Yeah. Uh, the project from Emmy, nothing to talk about. Emmy winner W. Uh, Kamau Bell. Uh, promises an in-depth look at the revolutionary career and the fall of America's dad, Bill Cosby. Um, actress, and in, in the trailer, actress uh, and Cosby accuser Eden uh, Tyrrell uh, says, Do not edit this. A lot of people knew. Hmm. Because you can't do what he did unless you have other people supporting what you're doing. That's a uh, very solid point. And the more this story goes on the more you know that there were people who were very aware of what was going on and did nothing. Steve, did you see the uh, Comedians in Cars getting coffee with Jerry Seinfeld and Seth Rogen? I did. Because they talk about it, yep. and uh, Jerry apparently knew uh, or, or or had heard the rumors. Uh, Seth Rogen had not. Yeah. And they were hanging out with Hannibal Burris, who started sharing the story. and It started here in Philadelphia. And, which started yeah. here in Philly. So um, right after that happened, Casey, uh, Rogen and uh, Seinfeld and Hannibal Burris were all in the same place, and Rogen was like, I had no idea. Yeah. But then that's when it started really becoming public knowledge. Yeah. It, it, it's like the like the Harvey Weinstein thing. And listen, I don't right. I don't know. There were a, a ton of people who knew and maybe knew knew but didn't know, you right. know. And, and so it, it, it's it's a weird thing that whole that whole progression of this thing of Hannibal Burris getting up on stage just by ha- cuz it had been out but that time when he said it it stuck. It took, right. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I mean, when you see it in like procedurals, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, the cops don't go in and make a, the arrest until they have all of 
the evidence in front of them, yeah. right? And so when you just hear a couple of rumors or... You, you hear know, rumors all the time. That's not yeah. evidence. Right. And so therefore, right. like, it's irresponsible for you to do anything. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't... If it's hearsay and you go spreading it around, is that what you mean? Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, you, you, you try to do something. That's exactly my point. <laughs> um, so... Thank you. Uh, the the film promises to explore quote the complex story of Cosby's life and work, weighing his actions against his indisputable global influence throughout interviews with uh, interviews with comedians, cultural commentators, journalists, and women who share the most personal harrowing encounters with Cosby. Through archival footage, Cosby reveals who he may have been all along. Wow! The antithesis of the principled public figure who became a hero not only to African American people but to all people. Uh, the four parter sheds new light on Cosby's cultural contributions and impact at the height of his disgrace, accused of rape, drug-facilitated sexual assault, sexual battery, and other misconduct by more than 60 women as far back as nearly 60 years. You know, come out, Bell can do, he can lick my ass. Uh, it says, <laughs> says Bell, who grew up idolizing Cosby, unpacks how Cosby's desires uh, for power, which propelled his professional success, could be the same driving force uh, that motivates his alleged crimes against women. Wow. Yeah, well, there was a bit, a comedy bit that actually started to get played once all this came out. It was him basically talking about... Spanish Fly, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. about about uh, Roofing. Yeah. 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 So the documentary is going to screen at Sundance on the 22nd, so day after tomorrow. And uh, that it'll premiere on Showtime on the 30th. So that'll come right. out soon. That's what Spanish I'll Fly definitely is? Be on board. Yes. Yeah, oh. essentially. It's, it's spiking someone's drink. Yeah. Okay. You know, I mean, it's... Supposedly, it was an aphrodisiac that you could give to someone, but... I never... I, I always... Like, that was the rumor, and yet I always perceived it as more like roofing someone. But back in the day, they would call it slipping a Mickey. Slipping a Mickey, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, so, John Stewart will receive the John F. Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts 23rd Mark Twain Prize for American Humor. Uh, the organization... I just had to come and be here for this most auspicious evening. That's JFK? Yeah. The organization himself, wow. Yeah. Uh, they announced Where is the award? Wednesday that the uh, Daily Show alum will be presented with the award. <laughs> I a, swear to God, I'd lose my head if it... Well, well. <laughs> at a gala performance on Sunday, uh, April 24th, in the Kennedy Center Concert Hall. Uh, Stuart said in a statement, I am truly honored to receive this award. I have long admired and been influenced by the work of Mark Twain, or as he was known by his given name, Samuel Leibowitz. So, <laughs> <laughs> Samuel, isn't that is what is a uh... John Stuart Leibowitz? John Stuart Leibowitz, That's yeah, his real name. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Stuart yeah. is his middle name. Yep. Uh, okay, uh, Kath, I'm curious as to what you think about this. Deadline reports that Fox will launch the real Dirty Dancing on February 1st. <laughs> Competition series inspired oh. by the 1987 film starring Jennifer Grey and Patrick Swayze will follow celebrity contestants, and I have a list of them here, as they partner up to learn the film's iconic dance routines oh my God, I love it. <laughs> and recreate classic scenes. So they have signed up, man. Tell me if you recognize. Uh, there are a couple names that look vaguely familiar, but uh, <laughs> Brie Bella, Corbin Blue, Tyler Cameron, yeah, Cat Cora, Howie Duro. Any no. of these names? Yeah. Brie Bella. Is she one of the Bella sisters? I don't know. Okay, Howie uh, Duro, one, uh, boy band guy. I don't know, right. dude. <laughs> I do know not know. Antonio <laughs> Gates. I know Antonio Gates. Who's He's he? a tight end in the NFL. Long-time oh. tight. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. She, it, it, Brie Bella is one of the best yeah. sisters. Yeah. Okay. Howard and Howie Darrow was a Backstreet Boys. Okay. okay. I got one. Oh. Uh, and one of them is a Supreme Court justice. Angela Johnson-Reyes and Lonnie Love. 
Jesus Christ. Christ. I've heard Lonnie Love. She's a comedian. Uh, She's funny. Okay, so that is going to be on February 1st. Okay, I mean, I don't really care about those celebrities, but um, I like the concept maybe for one time around. Is that your favorite movie? Titanic is your favorite movie. Well, Dirty Dancing is is right up there. Okay. And the way I constitute that is if it's on, like, no matter, I mean, you know, now with all the streaming, you can watch start to finish, but, like, when we used to turn the TV on, no matter where it was in the movie, you'd sit down and watch Watch it. it. All right. You know what? I think I realized, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, coming across a movie in the middle. I told you guys, that's kind of my operation i just kind of surf i sure. still i still surf most people don't yeah. surf i channel surf and i'll come across something and i'll i'll hang out uh and i think it's because uh i can if if i sit and watch something that i've already seen before i can bail on it and not feel bad about it oh yeah if i go for something i've never seen before and haven't heard anything about let me try this out right. i go for a while and i'm like well, I don't want to bail because I need to give this to thing the whole run. <laughs> yeah. right. you, know I mean? you know what's a wonderful thing, though, is being able to instantly hit the record button. Okay? Yeah, I, I do want to finish I don't do that. I don't yeah. do that feature that so often. I'll, so I'll do that if I'm like, oh, Christ, I didn't mean to get this involved. Right. Oh, but if no. you turn on a TV and, and this, this is on, yeah. Yeah. leave it on. Uh-huh. I'm sticking around at least for a little while. You know the... Her, the, the mom in this was a, kind of a Catskills MILF, wasn't she? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I believe so. That's a good I, band name, by the way. Catskills Cat MILF. MILF. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Um, Kathy, because you, you, you were a little swim rat like me, like a little swim club rat. Oh, yes. You would pool, do the lift 100%. in the pool? Yeah. That's the only place you could do it. Right. Lift in the pool. Oh, my God. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. One last story. King of the Hill creators Greg Daniels and Mike Judge are teaming up for a reboot of the show. Uh, the two producers recently announced the creation of their new animation company, uh, Bandera Entertainment, and explained uh-huh. the collaborative venture uh, came after a number of King of the Hill reunion panels. Uh, he said, we're, this is according to uh, Daniels, he said, we were very excited to go into different tones and different styles and try to expand the animation art form. Uh, he said, we're in a golden age of content, right? And that's animation, too. And that's one of the things that we're talking about in founding this company. Uh, let's push animation into all these different genres. Did you watch the show at all? I watched some of it. And it was funny, man. I thought it, it was, was as well. Really, really funny. I wasn't funny. Like, as, uh, like as fanatical as I am with like The Simpsons. or Right. Uh, but uh, I, I, when it was on, I would watch it. I anytime, enjoy I, it. anytime yeah. I watched it, I, I laughed. You know, I got a kick out of it, but <laughs> I, I, never, I never dove deep into it. Chuck Mangione was a recurring character. Oh, really? Show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's no word yet on uh, plot synopsis or voice cast roles <laughs> for the King of the Hill reboot. And uh, it aired for 13 seasons from 97 to 2010, by the way. All right, let's get into clips, if you will, please. Three roommates on the autism spectrum strive to get and keep jobs, make friends and more, and navigate the world in As We See It. In this clip, uh, Sosie Bacon talks about her favorite moments during the filming. Here we go. We had the Santa Monica Pier all to ourselves, and we just got to, like, literally ride the rides as many times as we wanted. All of the stuff with all of us together at the apartment was so much fun because all we did was just laugh and hang out, and it was just a real break from having been alone in isolation for so long. Bacon! 
bacon. Where's the bacon? I smell bacon. 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 Gotta be bacon. Only one thing smells like bacon. That's bacon. So bacon, 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 bacon. There. Chewy, yummy, smoky bacon. Sozy bacon. It's bacon. Um, she uh, is that Kevin Bacon? Is Kevin Bacon Kira Cedric's daughter? She was in Mary of Easttown. We had her on the show. She's really good. She plays the mayor's grandson's mother. The drug. The drug. Drug rehab, mother. yeah. Yeah. Okay. She was a great interview, by the way. As we see it is available on Prime Video this Friday, by the way. Here's the next clip. Oops, sorry. Oh, here we go. In Servant, yeah. a Philadelphia couple is in mourning after an unspeakable tragedy creates a rift in their marriage and opens the door for a mysterious force to enter their home. In this clip, Toby Cabell shares his thoughts on this season's script. Here we go. It was good. You know, it's always a challenge and you have to sort of adjust because you're never really secure. You know, you might think, oh, good. So, okay, this is who I am. But they want things to evolve. They want things to change. So, you know, there was there was a difficulty that I'm suddenly believing in everything. And uh, I think I get some redemption from that. But, um, yeah, to, to find that was, was, was kind of tricky. Yeah! Is that the husband? Didn't know he was a Brit. Are you kidding me? He's in Black Mirror, Didn't guys. know he was a Brit. What? He was in Black Mirror. He Which was in, episode? Uh, the one where you could, like, essentially put your memories into your head or whatever, and I think he... And they could replay them back? Yeah. Okay. And, um, and I think that's how he I ended up finding that. out that his wife or girlfriend was cheating on him because he was able to play back in the memory. Oh, like, yeah. Wait a second. yeah. I remember that one. She was flirting with him at dinner. And- uh, I've got to watch the last two or three episodes of this to get back up to speed because yeah, the servant. show... Yeah. Again, it's trippy, uh, but it's really good. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Servant returns for season three this Friday. Huh? Apple TV Plus. There you go. <laughs> we got to get night on if we can at some point. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if we can, Cass. Okay. Get in touch with him. Yeah. All right. To the night phone. Is to the night phone. <laughs> <laughs> You boys need me? <laughs> we got to do that when he comes on. To the night phone. <laughs> uh, so we have uh, Valerie Bertinelli joining us this morning in the 9 o'clock. Very exciting stuff. Uh, she has a new memoir out. It's called Enough Already. So we will talk to her and uh, get a little peek into that world. So let's take a break. Come back in just a second and dive into everything we have for you today. Stay with us. We won't be gone long. Get what you want, when you want it. MMR On Demand. Preston and Steve's Daily Rush. Sarah's Rock Breakdown. MMR Podcasts. The latest videos and interviews with your fave artists and lots more. Click the On Demand tab at WMMR.com. I saw an article this morning uh, on BuzzFeed, which I found very, very interesting. And if you think back to when you were a kid, you know, grade school age and so on, and, and maybe maybe junior high, um, you try on a lot of friends, okay? You, you meet them in school. Who do you jibe with? You're sort of taste testing. Yeah, and and yeah. maybe you eventually get uh, you get invited over for a sleepover or something like that. Um, and sometimes it's you know it's just once or twice, and then you find out that you're not going to be friends for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. You don't dislike the people. But I, I, I in, in reading this article, it's an interesting peek as to how other families conduct themselves in their homes. So the oh, title yeah. of this is. People are revealing the weirdest things they experienced at a friend's house growing up, and um, like different different traditions, different yeah, ways that they're living. Ways the house about. I was always nosy, like I wanted to go look in people's houses and see how they, you know, like yeah. I, I, still to this day, if I'm walking down the street, 
and it's dusk, I'm, you know, I can't help it. I'm going to look in the... Oh, what are they doing in there? Right, 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 right. <laughs> I don't know if this falls under it, but I remember um, one of my good friends, her freezer, like her normal freezer in the house was filled with um, cartons of cigarettes. Like, <laughs> yes. There really okay. wasn't any food in That's there. That's exactly this type of thing. Okay. These these lists on here, stuff like that, where you're like, we don't do that in my house. No, I was like, what? I don't understand. Yeah, <laughs> I can tell you one that was, was just... I When you mentioned this topic, it resonated with me. Randy Cass- Stanowitz, my friend, great guy, lived up the street, and I went to his house, and I walked in, and I looked to the right, and every piece of furniture in the living room was sealed oh, in plastic. plastic. Yeah. And, and so every time I go back, I aren't they going to open it up and start using it? Like, I figured it had to have just been delivered, and they're, like, keeping it fresh or something, not knowing that that was what they did. When I was in fourth, fifth grade, around that range, my best friend, uh, we lived in South Carolina for a short time, and my best friend's name was Bubba Martin. Oh, wow. (laughs) Bubba Bubba and his family lived in a really, you know, rural area, and... uh, uh, they had they had a decent amount of land. They had like you know fields and things like that. But out back, um, they had his dad had. You ever heard of a car called a Packard? Yes, before? Oh, oh, sure. Packard. Yeah, had like thirty of them. Wow. And they were all in overgrown. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. There's and a Packard factory here in Philadelphia. Is there? Yeah, there's, there's a Packard building downtown. So they just had all these old cars yeah. rusted out, beat. I don't know what they were ever going to do with them. They eventually moved into uh, fudge manufacturing, so they were fudge fudge packards. Uh, but we used to we used to spend a lot of time going just in these playing the cars. Cars. Wow. And, so and was, did he restore them or did he just collect them? I'd see him tinker on them every now and then, but they weren't you know they weren't in good shape. The phenomenon of the cars on cinder blocks in your neighbor's yard. I remember, and there was this, the Reynolds. Lived down a couple of streets yeah. and a couple of houses, and and I don't think that guy ever opened the door on these things. But there were three or four cars in the backyard up on cinder blocks. I'm like what? These were these were kind of um, I guess you would qualify. You'd use the term white trashy. Kind yeah, of. yeah, yeah. I'll never forget uh, Bubba's dad. One time he <laughs> had a couple had a couple nips, <laughs> and I remember we were outside, and he goes, uh, his his wife said something to him. You know, he he had. He was getting a little bit boisterous, and it yeah. said something to me, and she was like, oh, you know, don't yell at Preston like that. And he goes, ah, shut up, you frizzy-haired old bitch. <laughs> and I was like... You'll never forget that, huh? Well, and I went home oh and told God. my parents. <laughs> oh, really? They thought it was hilarious, oh by the way. Um, but so that was just a different lifestyle. Let me read a couple Maybe of Maybe that's just their pet name. And, you frizzy-haired frizzy old, old bitch. <laughs> and she was a sweetheart of a woman, yeah, of too. course, yeah. So, so anyhow, um, if you have stories to share, feel free. Mm-hmm. And, and these might uh, these might trigger some memories for you, although some of these are a bit extreme. Let me start with this first example. Uh, they wrote, I went to a friend's house when I was 10, and in the bathroom they had four towels hanging on a towel bar near the toilet with brown marks on them. Oh, and no. I asked, what was that? And my friend said they didn't have toilet paper. Oh, God, no, what? And they each had their own no. crap towel no. that they hung up after each use. Honestly, no. no. At that point, you, you gather together and drink poison as yeah, a family. Right. How do you drink poison? There's, there's, there's no reason to what? live if you have a reusable crap towel that's in the bathroom. Above, that's beyond poop knife. That's, uh, the yeah. poop Way. knife is the height of elegance. Well, yeah. listen, I'm not, to this. I'm not against the idea of a crap towel. Would I want a crap towel? No. Would you, you, don't would put you it on display it? No. You do not oh, look at this it. matching his and hers crap towels. Mm-hmm. Like, I also, put out the holiday crap towels, hon. Also, well, I don't know. 
Why, why would they be white? You know, like, why not make them brown or blue? I got a better question for you. Why would you wipe your ass with a towel and leave it displayed? They, well, didn't, the displayed they, didn't, part, yeah. they didn't say they were white. They just said they had brown marks oh, on them. Okay. So they could have been, you I know, mean, all towels are eventually blue or yellow. brown once you turn them into crap. <laughs> true, true. Here's another one. Uh, it says, I had a friend in high school whose family didn't believe in pet bowls. So their two dogs and cat would literally get their food splattered all over the floor. And water bowls? Forget it. They just filled up the bathtub and let the animals drink out of it. Okay. Oh, so they right. would just plop yeah. like the gravy train down on the floor, the Alpo. Yep. And they'd eat it off the floor. Yep. That was. What kinda, are they animals? That was kind of their thing. All right. Here's another one. Not not like in in the messy range yeah. like those two were. Well, poop town's gonna be hard to <laughs> beat. All right. This one says I once spent the night with a close friend in sixth grade, and as soon as I arrived, her mom brought me. Uh, to her office and showed me a filing cabinet drawer of alphabetized behavior charts of her daughter's friends. Oh, oh dear. She kept records on every kid who visited their house, and if oh you got God. a certain number of demerits, you weren't allowed to come back. So does it mention whether or not she was like a like a psychiatrist or a psychologist nope. or a therapist? It goes on to lunatic. She goes on to say need of one. She goes on to say, I got my first two demerits for forgetting to say yes ma'am and no ma'am. No way. What? And my third demerit was for not bringing a dress for church the next morning. At the end of my stay, my friend's mom determined that I could return as long as I made more of an effort next time. But it's safe to say I never went back again. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's not a privilege. No poop towel for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, this other one says at my friend's house there was a four foot python roaming free around the room at gatherings with uh, guests. Uh, the snake was chill, but still, that's really weird. Uh, this one uh, says, that, listen to this. I had dinner at a friend's house when I was around seven years old. And they would not allow any drinks at the dinner table. Like I the, had I had to stand in the kitchen and drink my water. Is that so you don't spill something on the on the kitchen table? I have no idea. I mean, idea. like because have you that, heard of that before? Uh, no, no. But I just know that um, one of the uh, one of the funniest things that we we still to this day as a family will will joke about is when my dad got really really pissed off because I spilled. I don't remember if it was iced tea or milk, but it was one of the two. But I spilled it all over my plate, and my dad was so mad. And so spilling drinks at the table, especially with a bunch of klutzy kids, it was the, it's uh, a common uh, right, thing. Right. But my dad was like face red, smoke coming out of the ears, and he's like, you ruined a perfectly good pita meat, right? <laughs> so he misspoke as he was yelling. Pita meat? Pita meat. He meant to say piece of meat, oh. but he said pita meat. And so as he's mad, you start laughing? I'm sure everybody, <laughs> five of us just start laughing in his face. Oh, and then no. it just became a thing that we laughed forever. I'm going to you know. kill you And all. that's when he killed the entire family. <laughs> Go into the basement. Uh, Look at the wall. So, yeah, and that's one of those. I'm trying to think if we had any house rules or, or just ritual oh. things that we would have done that other families might have gone, what is that all about? I'll, but I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I'll guarantee you when I'd have friends over, my dad, <clears throat> a voracious reader, um, would sit in the den. He had this he had this robe that Papillon would have thrown out eventually, Preston. <laughs> it was a tattered. Death. He would sit there with the robe on shorts and then like boots, you know, so he, <laughs> and he'd sit there with his bifocals on sitting. And, and I mean, I know I'd have to say, by the way, 
My dad has a unique leisure outfit. <laughs> well, there's a and girl, that, and that was I, I. You just knew you had to pre-explain that. There was a girl that I dated, um, and her dad sat there, and and they had a front living room. So yeah. when you walked in the front door, that's where he was. And he just sat there in his underwear, like uh, like the Goldbergs, like, like Murray, straight up like yeah. Murray Goldberg. Yeah. Um, and I, just, I opened the, and he liked me. So he'd be like, "Hey, Case, give me a hug. Give me a never give me a hug." But you know what? Like I kind of give a ball to. I admire. Do you know what talking is? Yeah, <laughs> I I admire him and and his you know ability. To go, I don't give a crap. I, I know. I know. Yeah, I agree. By the way, there's an article. People are revealing the weirdest things they experienced at a friend's house growing up. Feel free to jump in. I'm going to go to some calls here in a second. Two one five two six three, WMMR. But uh, let me read this other one. It says uh, the very first time that I met my high school boyfriend's parents was when I went to their house for dinner. Everything was going well, and they seemed totally normal until dinner was ready, and his mom announced that it was time to wash up. I assumed that meant to wash our hands. But no, the whole family went upstairs to shower, and his mom gave me a bathrobe and made me go wait in my boyfriend's sister's bedroom for her to finish her shower so I could shower afterwards, and then... We all ate, ate lasagna in bathrobes. <laughs> what the oh, hell? Man. So they have they have to. Oh well, man! It's not they, your entire body has to be clean. Wow. Before eating dinner. Okay. You know, and like I feel like a lot of this can be traumatizing as a kid because, like, y- yeah. you know, you know what your family does, and right. like, that's normal to you. And then you go somewhere, and they're like, "Time to shower before we eat." Like, <laughs> uh, I'm never coming back here again. Right, right. Everyone, it's our pre-dinner showers. Let's you know, go. That uh, that song it made me, makes me think of that song uh, from uh, Crash Test Dummies. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah, oh, that yeah. Song. And they're talking yeah. about these kids and why there was a girl. Uh, the but, third but, leg of the stool. <laughs> <laughs> but what, but they they had weird. They, there were things that were strange about them. And, yeah. and the moral was is it went back to what was going on in their home. Do you yes. know what all of those families? What all of those uh, kids were going through? Were their experiences were effing essy. So that's what the initial song was called was effing Essie. And so they change it. They can't say they that. Can't, yeah. yeah, they were this Canadian band, and they, there was no way they were ever going to release a song called effing Essie. Right. And so they, they turned it For into a second, they, thought that they were talking about a woman named Essie. And no, like, yeah. Oh, so, try oh yeah. Effing Essie. Yeah, effing Essie, man. She's got this huge purse with used snot rags. What? What? Effing Essie. Let me get some calls. I'm going to go to... Frank. Hi, Frank. You're on the air. Good morning, sir. <laughs> What's up, Frank? So, I went over to a, a friend's house and uh, yeah, I was probably like fifth grade. I noticed they have no doors. Like, they had a front door, but there was no bedroom doors. There was no bathroom doors. And I asked my friend, I'm like, hey, why don't you have any doors? He goes, oh, because all the cats and dogs get upset. So my dad just got rid of the doors. Like, that was a normal thing to say. <laughs> All the cats and dogs get upset, so okay. you show maximum deference to the pets by removing the well, doors. doors. I, I, no privacy. I get it, because if it's more of a pain in the ass. Like, dude, I'm in here, and the dog no. is, like, barking because he wants to come in, and it's more of a pain in the ass. No. I no. get it. No. I, well, I nine, nine, nine cats and a dog, and, and uh, listen. You're not removing They doors. will push the door open occasionally, but I can close it. I yeah. do. Yeah, like, there are times when you need yeah, the door when, closed. When, when guests are over, I'm like... You're adorable, but I don't want to show. I don't want to put on a pooping demonstration to our right. guests. Right. I had to poo so bad. Yeah. Oh my god! So, you so, go nuts. Uh, the bathroom, right? The bathroom door. 
The bathroom, you, that's Dr. ridiculous. I got to see his sister get depressed. No, that's not my way. <laughs> so, oh. so that worked out for you. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, Frank. Thank you, man. Jesus, no I doors. I essentially did the exact opposite of that. I didn't put two doors on every, uh, but I did put on all of the upstairs uh, bedroom doors, I put those um, those hinges that automatically shut. Yes. So that those doors I like those. automatically shut so the right. dogs don't go into right. the uh, rooms. We've removed doors as punishment. Uh, before we're like, oh. okay, you oh, lose you your. Pri- oh yeah, yeah. Wait, like off the hinges? Yeah, we you lose your privacy. Oh, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, doors so are yeah. We're going to be seeing what you're doing in your room. You you yeah. you're yes, I can see that I mean, because the, the the bedroom can be an escape. It's like yeah, forget you guys, I'm gone. And then go close the door and then hide away. And we're like, okay, you just you lost your privacy. Yep. So, you know, Wait, and, I... and, we'll, and we'll we'll leave it off for two weeks or whatever it is. And it's a form of kind of a instead of grounding it, right? Like that. So. I have a question: Who mm-hmm. takes the door off? Uh, me or Rochelle. Oh, I can do you that. Can do it. That's I can actually do that, <laughs> yes. Not just Rochelle. Uh, here are some texts that are coming in. Uh, this uh, text says, Growing up, my friend trapped muskrats. He stored them in the freezer after being trapped. Oh they were God. not wrapped and next to all the frozen food. <laughs> so just these... Just a frozen dead muskrat? Out in the open fur. Yeah, next to your hummus? Yeah, I guess so. That's like the second muskrat reference this week, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I know. Yes. It kind of feels like muskrat love. Here's yeah. this season. What? Muskrat Susie. Muskrat Sam. We don't have that. We should have that. Oh, we should have that. We should. All right, so here's another text. So, so when I was younger, our neighbors behind us were uh, the white trash type, and like two different families lived in one tiny house. Uh, well, they, uh, they what does it say? The Swavelys, which I guess was one of the families. The Swavelys lived uh, in the attic, okay. and they had four mattresses in a row, and all eight of the family members slept on them, and they were all obese and didn't want to walk what did it downstairs. say? Downstairs. Walk downstairs. Now here's the kicker. Uh, to use the bathroom. So they had no! an, yep. They had an old couch upstairs no! that they called the pee couch. Stop it. Stop it. And they would pee on it and it would absorb into the fabric. You, you, this is, this <laughs> cannot be real. This cannot be real. All right, so, okay, so rate them. Wow. Poop towel Ooh. or pee couch? I'll take poop towel over pee couch. I I might, too. Yeah. Yeah, because you can wash the poop towel. Just but you can't, you you can't the wash the towel. pee couch and you can't tuna fish. <laughs> so wait a second. All right, pee is just one element. What, do they have yeah. a poop recliner? I don't know. <laughs> It's the poop barker lounger. If yeah. that's real, oh I hate people. God. What's in this coffee table? Oh, don't lift that up. Wow. Don't, don't open that. <laughs> don't open that. That's our poop cupboard. All right, here's some other interesting things, and feel free to share your stories. People are revealing Jesus. the weirdest things they experienced at a friend's house growing up. This one says, I have a cousin who was really strict with her kids uh, when they were growing up, and once she finally let them have a sleepover, and they were so excited that she was being more lenient. But it turns out... She had the kids over so that she could baptize them with holy water as they oh slept. My oh my God. God. No way. Uh, They're all going to laugh at you. Right? Wow. Um, so I knew a woman, and I 
I think she, okay, uh, I'm going to leave out names. Um, <laughs> so she had someone over that was not her child. She had children of her own. Um, yeah. She had somebody over um, who was not her child. And the, the father of this kid knew that this was happening and was okay with it. But um, to teach her and tell her about sex and sexually transmitted diseases, she printed out pictures and laid them out uh. on her her kitchen countertop. So when the kid came over, she was basically showing her why not to have sex. And it was like, yeah. Just casually, so the kid would say, What is this? Like, to it's just, my snickerdoodle recipe. Just to like teach her about it. And Oof. she, yeah, so she was telling me that it was like, She's oh like, Yeah, oh, yeah. God. Like, yes, what what syphilis looks like, what genital warts whoa, looks like. Whoa. Yeah. And it was printed out and oh on the, the counter when she went I'll over. Tell you what, now go be in the couch and we'll have some dinner. <laughs> right. Speaking of yeah. that, our oh texter about yes. the pea couch is on the line. It's Brian. Hey, Brian, good morning. Yeah. 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 All right, Brian. Brian, dude, you've got to expand on this. What is the story? To give you an idea of what this family was like, so I'm like eight years old at the time, and uh, they had like just cartons of cigarettes sitting around my house. And uh, we sold their parents' cigarettes and went up in the woods and smoked like, I'm telling you, I'm eight years old. I must have smoked two packs of cigarettes Mm -hmm. and looked at porn magazines in the woods. Okay. So, So, uh, yeah, so... When I first met them, I went up, you know, they lived in the attic. I went up in the attic, and uh, there's four mattresses on the ground. And I'm like, well, you know, what's going on here? And they're like, ah, oh, we all sleep on the same mattress. I'm like, ah, oh, it's kind of weird, but, you know, it's a small house, whatever. So then we're up there, and I think we were playing Sega Genesis at the time. And I was like, ah, oh, I got to pee. And uh, they were like, ah, oh, don't worry about it. Just pee on my couch over there. I was like, what? What, what do you mean pee on the couch? And, yeah, of course, they had a pee couch. So, oh, can I ask you, Brian? So, these how many how many people were up in the attic doing this? Uh, it was probably about eight, and I would say the mom and dad were about three hundred pounds each. All right, and all, so the, all the kids were about. Can you, you can, know. can you explain why? So, what, what, what did they take in this family and allow them to live in the attic? Or no, did... what it was what it was was the grandparents lived there, and then they had um, a like. The one family was the son's family, and the other family was the daughter's family. So the daughter family lived downstairs. The, uh, the dad's family <sighs> lived a, upstairs. It's like a Wes Craven story, but I'd say this. If you're going to get a couch, another couch, then you go to the dump, right? Because that's you'll use that couch <laughs> for taking your dumps. I don't know. So what did happen in, in the in the poop realm? Did they actually... Was that enough to make them go down and use the Listen, bathroom? I, I live... Uh, 35 feet from this house, so I would go home because I would never, I didn't want to figure out where you had the poop in the house. Yeah. Okay. God job, bless Brian. you. Yeah, I would have How bad did it smell in that room, Brian? Uh, or did you like not notice? Pot, like a porta potty times 12. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. God in heaven. Oh, I, <sighs> well, they wore Axe body sprays. Oh, Any idea right. what ended up happening to these people? Are you stay in touch with anybody? Yeah, they're actually very, very, very nice people. Um, like the just don't sit on the couch. <laughs> uh, they were nice people. They ended up moving away into actually pots down now. But um, yeah, I, I mean, but I can't that... make this up, it's, dude. It's it's, it's it's too bizarre to be fake. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's Brian, amazing. I was just going to ask you, um, what county was the pea couch in? Uh, Berks County. Oh! All, right. All right. All right. We're both okay. Not here. giving you any points for that. <laughs> that, was a, that was a really <laughs> risky. <Yeah. laughs>
move questionnaire. However, if you happen to own a piece of piss furniture, please tell us what county you're in. Let me ask you, Preston. They shuffled off the pots down there. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it, bud. Let's say that it was Bucks County. You're not going to award Delco for that, and you've already established that you're not taking points away. We're we're only going to do positive. However, if we feel it's an accomplishment, then, yeah. Uh, Let me go to Victor. Hey, Victor, good morning. Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks, my man, what's up? Yeah, so I had to be in, like, about eighth grade, and, like, my former best friend at the time, his mom was, like, the sweetest lady on earth. You know, you would never think anything bad about her. She used to cook for us every time we went over there. So one time we were playing, they had a finished basement over his house. So we're playing hockey in the basement, and I slapped the puck, and I knocked, like, a whole bunch of stuff down behind the bar that they had down there. Yeah. And go back there to get the puck, and I find this velvet box, and I open it up, and it's full of his mother's, uh, how do I say, feminine pleasure tools. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Her dildo collection. So, now, now, though, it, it was secreted behind the bar. It wasn't like in a gun rack, right? No, no, no. It was just like I knocked a whole bunch of stuff. It was a bunch of boxes back there. And I seen this cool-looking velvet box. I was like, what the hell is this? And I popped it open, and I was like, whoa. Jackpot. Yeah, all right. I think... A lot of people might have a little hidden uh, toy or two sure. around. It's yeah. interesting. All right, thank you, you usually keep it in your own bedroom. Yeah, right. Not, yeah. No, you, Maybe she's hiding it from the husband. The rumpus room. Oh. All right, so uh, I have a few other examples. Uh, let's see. How about this one? It says, I remembered when I first had dinner with my ex-boyfriend's family, I was so shocked at how they would let all of their pets on the counter while they cooked. And there was pet fur and everything that was served. We have we have a definite, definitive protocol when it comes to this stuff. Yeah. That would never happen in our house, uh, you know. And and there 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 are lines to let them walk around while you're cooking. Uh, no, not going to happen. On the counter, I mean, no. It's like when not. they let you eat at the bar at a strip club, and the stripper's walking over your food. It's <laughs> yep. like, no, that's not going to work. I do have to have a water bottle though to spray them because they they'll jump right up and oh, get right I, into the food. If, if they're if big, I let if them. they're big hoppers, yeah. yeah. I, get, I, so I was yeah. petting my oldest cat, Punky, and th- there were some singed hairs on her tail, and I'm, I'm like, "You must have jumped up on on the st- oh, on the yeah, stove? yeah, yeah, yeah." <gasps> I, I, I mean, they're pretty good about it. They won't do that, but occasionally. I don't, you can't keep a cat from jumping up on oh, things. They, they like to be on high things. Right, and... right. My, my cat, the cats love after we use the dishwasher, Kathy, that part of the counter. Oh, it's yes, warm. Super it's warm. warm. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know what's saying? Yeah. Absolutely. She hops up every single time. <laughs> if you have a dog and cats, you kind of have to keep the cat food up because the dogs Can will eat, eat the cat Chelsea food. Chelsea goes nowhere near it, believe it or really? not. Really? Some yeah. will. Yeah. Here's a text that says, my old best friend had 45 cats in Jesus. their home growing up. Yeah, no. And they peed all over the couches, uh, oh, fleas everywhere. It was so gross. I had a friend who had several cats. And anytime I walked into her apartment, it was just like, boom. Uh, that ammonia smell was horrible. Uh, <sighs> all right, so listen, I got some other things. Right. So, uh, this one says, when I was in high school, a friend asked me and a few other friends to over to his house. His mother served homemade bean soup, which was good. But toward the end of the main course, she brought out chocolate cake for dessert. She cut each of us a slice, and then she plopped it into our bowls, in which we still had about an inch of bean oh, soup. No. And we each exchanged puzzled glances, but the family dug right in. And apparently chocolate cake soaked in bean soup was an ordinary thing for them. It's one of those things when you sit down to eat with a family. And, and we're not just talking like a, like a, like a cultural a difference. When, when the, the manner in which they eat and, you know, like, like you know, foregoing utensils. All right, right. so... 
I'll give you another one, Steve, that's that's kind of along those lines. Uh, there was one that says, hang on a second here. Uh, yeah. I had a friend whose family would not speak at all during dinner. The first oh, time I ate there, I, I tried to make conversation. <laughs> and I got a super weird glare and shake of the head from the mom. And after dinner, everyone would just go back to doing whatever. And I remember eating in awkward silence thinking, why would anyone want to eat like this every day? So they had a, a silence. Mind your tongue out, Walda. Yeah, right? That so would they, be so effing creepy. And it would also be, I think, disgusting to not have something killing the chewing sound. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good point. Right? Good point. Uh, another one says, I went to an incredibly rich friend's house in second grade. <laughs> Uh, he used the master bedroom as her. So that was her bedroom wow. in second grade. One day, she used the bathroom and called me to see what her poop looked like. Oh, my God. And she even made me sniff the toilet oh paper my God. after she wiped. Well, that, that, please, no. you don't. That's when you say, listen, I, I it's go. my fault. I had no idea you were a subhuman. <laughs> she goes on to say, and to make matters weirder, when she was done, she ran downstairs to show me her parents' room where she opened a nightstand drawer to reveal a gun, and she asked if I wanted to play with it. Oh, boy. I quickly declined, and I never went back to her house. Do you want to go blindfold driving? (laughs) She goes on to say, this is second grade. She goes on to say, I'm not even sure that her parents were home the whole time, although there might have been a maid or a housekeeper around. Wow. I would have played with the gun before I would have smelled the toilet paper. (laughs) Um, Nick, is this what you were laughing at? Yeah, I just, the, the last line in the text got me. Here's a text that says, uh, my dad was the underwear dad. <laughs> and when my friends would eat over, he would grab my mom's boobs at the table <laughs> and yells, I can't say I know, that. I know. <laughs> what would he say? <laughs> he'd, he'd yell, how them boobies go, Deli? <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> His friends are sitting at the table. That's so great. Uh, my again, my wow. my dad danced precariously, like with, with this sort of stuff, and he was like, <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't right. grab my mom's knockers. Do <laughs> 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 a little honking noise. Wow. All right, this one's this one's royally messed up. This says I saw a liposuction surgery taking place right there in the dining room. Wait, what? Uh, they had <laughs> let a doctor from Mexico work from their house so oh, they could wow. make some extra money. Oh, my God. Right. Oh, my God. A Mexican doctor was performing lipo on their dining room table? Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Uh, another one says... <laughs> what can go wrong? Another one says, I had a rich friend whose whole family had king-sized beds. And one of the silliest things I ever saw was my friend's three-year-old brother trying to go to bed. It took him like five <laughs> minutes just to get into the thing, and his bed was filled to the brim with stuffed animals. It was like watching him climb Mount Everest only to be consumed by a pile of stuffies. Uh, another one says, I once visited a house where the ceiling in every room was covered in wind chimes. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> it says, I mean, there wasn't a bit of space that didn't have a wind chime dangling from it in the entire house. All right, so a friend growing up, they were collectors of those commemorative plates. Yeah. Okay. Every wall, oh, even the no. bathroom had commemorative plates. Awful. And it was like, oh, my God. And then, you know, casually when you walk through a house, sometimes you might brush a wall or whatever or you put your hand. Mm -hmm. You realize how much you enjoy (laughs) having a space of wall to lean on now and then. You could not. I love this one. It says, in middle school, I had a friend who would immediately change into an Ebenezer (laughs) Scrooge-style nightshirt whenever he got home. (laughs) 
His father was always wearing the same thing, and his mother and sisters were always in nightgowns. And his mom would always try to get me to wear a nightshirt <laughs> instead of my street clothes, which she assumed must have been terribly uncomfortable. Uh, it was as if jeans and a T-shirt were torture devices. So what in the evening, what do you relax in? Oh, pajama pants and a T-shirt. Okay. That's it. Uh, anything on your feet? Not usually. So no I, will, I will no. have um, my sneakers or, you know, hiking shoes, which are very comfortable. You um, keep them on? Yeah. I'll do... Um, in case a deer gets in there. Unless, uh, case, yeah. you know, the fight or flight, man. Yeah, but that's right. how you sleep. No, and then I, t- I, leave it, I leave my shoes by the bed in case a deer gets in. But that's good. The, uh, um, uh, shorts and a T-shirt. So yeah. fairly fairly routine. Well, but some people do like that 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 full like full pajama presentation. The the, the pajamas of yore, which were buttoned down. Yeah, Rochelle's mom wears a nightgown all the time. Really? Yeah, um, that's her leisure, chilling out at the house garb. I wear you know joggers and a t shirt to work. So I mean, I'm it's pretty comfortable. So that's kind of what I wear yeah. all day long. Um, but I do have a pair of slippers that I like to put on. Kathy, I assume it's yeah. a lot of leather at your house. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like, you know, sweatpants and yeah. a sweatshirt. And I, oh my God, I got the greatest slippers ever for Christmas. They're Ugg slippers. Oh, okay. Oh my God, they're amazing. Comfortable? Yeah. They're comfortable and warm. And oh my gosh, there's so Everyone raised upon them. And I got, I, got, I got Claire a thing called, uh, it's a huggable. It's one. It's another rip on a Snuggie or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But the comfy? She, she's wearing it all the time. And I'm like, maybe I need to be huggable. Is it the oversized blanket hoodie? Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, that's okay. what it is. It's yeah, called really, really thick. Thicker. Okay, because yeah, yeah. one we have is like super duper thick. We'll wear it outside yeah. if we want to sit outside the, in the yeah. wintertime. Really? Yeah. Should it's I called... get one? Uh, yeah. 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 She's, all right. Dude, they're yeah, great. Yeah, you like to sit outside? It's great. I think we all have one. And our brand is called Comfy. Um C-O-N-F-Y. Mine's called Poop Town. <laughs> poop Town. Right, here are a couple weird. other things people realize when they uh, stayed at a friend's house, one of the Stranger Things. Uh, this says, uh, a year ago I went to a party and noticed uh, that every single room of the guy's uh, parents' house was decorated to the theme of the Highlander. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> and cool. all the guy could say is, my dad's a really big fan of the movie. <laughs> uh, I, I would wonder, well, it probably wouldn't exist, it, you know, uh, right now. My bedroom and the, and the, the the other room next to it is a lot of <laughs> Batman figures and stuff, right, like, right. like crazy amount. I, I would hate to be the son that has to explain that to his friends. <laughs> Here, uh, I'll go to Nick next. Hi, Nick, you're on the air. Good morning. Yo, all I did was get out of the shower. Oh. Yes, of course. Nice, Nick. What's up, buddy? So I grew up in Drexel Hill, and a kid down the street from me had a house just like mine. Except his basement was way smaller, so I thought it was weird, so... Uh, I was like, dude, why is your basement so much smaller than mine? He's like, oh, there's a secret room. And I'm like, get out of here. There's no secret room. <laughs> well, we went behind the walls and, like, like shimmied behind the walls. We opened it up to – there was a little room with a twin mattress. There was a pink light in the ceiling, and all of the walls had vintage, like, Playboy, Hustler, and uh, wow. you know, one of the other, like, nudie magazines wallpapered all over it. What? Dude, so – was that his spanking room? Uh, no, it was the father's because <sighs> the, the whole family was a little uh, eccentric. Yeah. And, um, apparently, that's what the old man would do. Whoa, dude. A little creepy. And also, that's the totally other part creepy. Of the room, yeah. Steve, do you remember Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare? Yeah, absolutely. So, remember when the girl goes down and there's like the creepy room with all the beginnings of like the gloves and everything? Yeah, yeah. 
he had all weird stuff like that too. It was super. It's super like the stepfather too. Uh, Dude. They, yeah, that's, I yep. just watched and, that movie again where uh, with uh, Judd Nelson based on the true story of the guy who oh, yeah. imprisoned his daughter, daughter in the yeah. basement. Hey, uh, yeah. Nick, the, the, it, it, you said the light was pink. It's up. It was yeah. They had like a pink light bulb in the ceiling, like I guess for like mood lighting or something. I Did you know. ever catch him dancing with his penis tucked back? <laughs> <in his laughs> yeah. No, I, I got out of there. That 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 so hard. Oh, no. oh. Wow, <laughs> Christ! Man. Thank you. It man. reminds me. I told this story before Jesus. on the air. My my um, growing up, my neighbor, the dad was a an artist, a, a commercial <laughs> artist. So we had a number of nude, <laughs> nude books. <laughs> And one of them was a, a series of them called Nuss. Nuss, I uh, yeah. you saying the that. The Nuss Hut. Yeah. And so above in the garage, except we built the room. Yeah. So we'd take the Nusses up there and right. look, oh, wow. Wow. Here's, this is the music dancing yeah. with your penis tucked. <laughs> Back. Wow. Okay. One uh, one last one. This text came in. It says, went to Pensbury, class of 96. Oh, oh that's right. Team, team Buxco. Same, same class as you? Yeah. All right. Uh, says, my friend lived in Yardley. His dad was in the mob. Uh, Stanfa crew uh, had bullet holes in the fireplace in the basement. Oh, my God. Uh, had awesome holiday dinners. A lot of food, they said. So, wow. <laughs> no, okay. Email me the name because yeah, I would know the person, you I'm sure. You probably would. Wow. Okay. Uh, by the way, Marissa put oh, up God, a, Marissa. Uh, a Twitter poll. Uh, you have to choose poop towel or pee couch. I can't believe anybody's voting for pee couch. So far, poop towel is in the lead. And, poop uh, towel's dominating, if that gives you any comfort. Wow, interesting story. A pee towel to me is, no. All right. Well, thank you for the calls. We appreciate that. Uh, we do need to take a break. I mean, this kind of was the bizarre file <laughs> yeah. already. Uh, but I already have some, I do have some stories set aside for you. We'll get to that in just a little bit. Stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. you hear you can see it too check out preston and steve's daily rush on PrestonandSteve.com. hd it ain't just for your tv anymore use your hd radio to hear the best sounding mmr there is plus enjoy mmr hd too the mm archives channel everything that rocks never sounded so good now back with more of the preston and steve show podcast all right, we have uh, Bizarre File Stories to share. Let's do it. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre. Brought to you this morning by Horizon Services. You can book a tune-up for $59. Lock in a spring AC tune-up for $39. And get a free safety inspection. Just visit horizonservices.com. A 64-year-old South Korean man set himself on fire... After a dispute with a matchmaking agency that refused to arrange a marriage on his behalf. Okay. He doused himself with gasoline from a plastic bottle that he was carrying. Uh-huh. Uh, the incident occurred during a heated conversation <laughs> with an employee That's a good one. from the company which helped South Koreans arrange marriages with international partners. Uh, police and fire departments responded to the incident. Authorities did not disclose the company's name and identified the man only as Mr. A. He tried everything to set his love life on fire. Back to you, kid. Uh, the staff at the marriage agency attempted to throw water on the man and put out the fire. How, how, does a 
say how many times, if any, he had attempted to just bring this issue to him? Or I, I don't know. Not uh, even an email or an angry call? He suffered third-degree burns to his face and body and remains unconscious. The police department added that it continues to investigate the incident. An initial police probe found that the agency refused to provide the man with a match because he had previously been married to a foreign woman. Uh-huh. South Korean immigration laws prohibit applying for a second marriage visa for a foreign spouse within five years of receiving the first one. Acts of self-immolation are rare, but they do happen in South Korea. From wouldn't it be time. magical if he fell in love with the person doing a skin graft? I would be, yeah. it would, and it would have been destined. It'd been beautiful to happen. Yes, uh, an Italian couple has won a two-decade-long court battle that invoked an international treaty signed after World War II in order to prove the acceptable volume of a toilet flush. This is twenty years. Twenty been years. Going on. The ordeal started Keep fighting. as a typical neighborhood quarrel, yet spanned nearly two decades and eventually made its way to Italy's How highest court. How come you got so much water in you thought it? It all began in 2003 when four brothers built a new toilet in their apartment. The husband and wife living next door complained that the toilet was used frequently during the night and the flush was so loud that it woke them up each time. It's uh, a freaking nightmare. Uh, the couple took their case to court demanding a resolution of the noise problem and the payment of the damages, but the trial judge rejected their case. I spent all night crying into my poop towel. Uh, The couple decided to take their case to the appeals court of Genoa, triggering an inspection of the two flats that ultimately found in their favor. Investigators reported that they discovered a significant excess of three decibels over the standards required by Uh legislation. Uh, The flush was too loud. The four brothers were required to change the WC flush location in the apartment and pay 500 euros per year beginning uh, from the toilet's installation in 2003. Uh, The four brothers ultimately decided to bring the flush case to the Court of Cassation, the highest court of appeal in Italy. But finally, the high court ruled in favor of the couple considering the impact the flush had on their quality of life as an infringement of a right to respect one's private and family life. It sounds like one of those turbo flush toilets, you know? I tell you what, man, the loudest toilets uh, on the planet, I think, are airplane toilets. Oh, they're pretty goddamn loud. I mean, if yeah, you flush yeah. one of those, yep. it, could you imagine that in the apartment next door? Yeah. If it was that loud? So, who knows, man. Uh, this is messed up. A man was discovered dead Monday in a submerged, caged golf cart in a canal at a golf course in Indio, California. Okay. Oh, so he's one of the guys who drives around like the, 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 the driving, driving range. range. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, the maintenance vehicle was submerged on its side of the, in, in a canal on the grounds of the Terra Lago Golf Course, a technical rescue had removed the cart. Firefighters extracted the vehicle and reported that the man perished at the scene. The cause of death was not stated, but more than likely he drowned. Jesus. Uh, according to a statement, this person was an employee of the Terra Lago Golf Course as he was traveling. <clears throat> he seems to have uh, had some sort of accident that led to land him in the Coachella Canal. Uh, cage golf carts are used to protect golf club staff from balls. Uh, the name of the victim was not yet released. Wow. can call a- this one... A hole in one. <laughs> that is a freak accident, big time. A beauty blogger, Kathy, Ooh. claims she has a very unconventional way to save money on expensive cosmetics. She uses her friend's semen as face cream. Oh, okay. Oh no, I. All right. Her friend. I saw something similar, like on a reel or a TikTok or something like that. Seminal fluid as a. Uh, yeah. As a beauty cream. 
Kelly Zelansky, who's 26 years old and from New York, says... Have you ever provided that service in your youthful days, Preston? That she was first... I'm not going to comment. She was first inspired to use the bodily fluid after seeing a video online about how it contains nutrients and protein. Well, it's online. It must be true. Uh, She asked a friend if he would be her supplier... And mixes the stuff with moisturizer for yes. a smoother application, saying that it goes flaky as it dries. Yeah. And could be hard to keep up the supply if you're single. Right. And yeah. she documents this on TikTok. So I, that's I what actually, saw I saw this one. Uh, and if you remember, Press, I showed you uh, a week or so ago the woman who was lip syncing the Golden Girls theme. Yes. Uh, she does a take on this. And that's where I saw this at first. Are you uh, telling me that's how the Golden Girls remained youthful? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, this, this one, I, I just. Are you seeing? Found this woman on on uh, TikTok. She had a really, really, really funny video, and then so I was like, "All right, let me take a dive and, and see what else she's done." And she did something that this isn't her, but she did a take on that in her TikTok. Video. Hi, I'm B. Arthur. <laughs> And then finally, uh, this isn't traditional, but that doesn't really matter. Podcaster Rich Roll says that he lives in a home in California with his wife for nearly 20 years, Julie Piet. But the 55-year-old also says that he has been sleeping in a tent outside of his home for about two years. Why? And he explains in a YouTube video that the setup allows him to sleep better, connect with nature, and support a stoic practice. Uh, he also says his marriage is all good. The couple decided of course that it, it was is. a good idea after realizing they prefer different indoor temperatures and realizing how much better Roll felt after sleeping outdoors. And I know she's safe because my brother's in there with her. Uh, <laughs> but that's like us sleeping in separate yes. bedrooms oh, that's... Uh, from our wives. And uh, this guy just took it a step further and he sleeps outside. I could not. I could literally not sleep the way my wife sleeps. I just, yeah. I, I, would, I would die. Yep, yep. So he's uh, he's gone uh, a little bit further. All right. All right, and that's it. That's what I got in the B file for you. Uh, let us take a break and come back in a moment. Don't forget, Valerie Bertinelli will be joining us this morning, just a little over an hour from now. So I'm looking forward to talking to her. There's more stuff coming up. Stay with us. Did you hear about the TSA at the Philly airport? They stopped a woman who was trying to smuggle knives onto a plane by hiding them inside a Darth Vader teddy bear. Worse was not with her. This crazy story and a lot more on the latest Bizarre File podcast, available now on PrestonandSteve.com. All right, I got a text from somebody who wants a little love, so we'll throw it out there. It says, hey, Preston and Steve, my name is uh, Michael Wright, and I'm on my way up to the hospital to see my wife, Robin. She was diagnosed with cancer. Uh, she could use all the prayers that she can get, and we are both huge fans of the show. And he said in a second text, um, uh, thank you, uh, yeah, he said, thank you. This is her, her second uh, battle with this horrible disease, and we both love you guys. Uh, so we're sending you guys the best. We're with you on the drive there, man. We'll, we'll hang out as long as you want. So, so Does that rock a, a, a shard out? Yeah, it, yeah, definitely. A little, su- a, a, a little support, yeah. uh, support shard out, if you would, please. Yeah! That'd be great. That ought to do it. Yeah. So, no, hang in there. Hang in there. Uh, some more texts coming in concerning snow. Yes, Telford, uh, Rilfo, snowing pretty good in Quakertown by Lake Nakamixon. Uh, some snow in Skipback, in Glenmore. Oh so, uh, yeah, it's insane. It's I don't know what we're going to do. Hey, you know what? I do have a question real quick, if you don't mind, concerning snow. And listen, we're just getting a dusting this time around. But, Steve, yes. you had said earlier this morning... 
you know, I'll, I'll take winter. I'll take this all winter long. Yes. And I'm with you, too. But you also added, except for the snowplow guys, you yes. know, hopefully you'll get out and get some work and, and get a lot of snow. Well, I was curious about the snowplow guys um, because um, when you get so, uh, like, uh, parking lots and uh, and and uh, shopping centers and so on and, like and businesses, accounts. they will pay you yes. to make sure that's taken care of. But what if you get one of those things where, it, like, keeps on snowing do they just clear it once and then hey we came and did it oh no i think they have to come back they got to come it, back and you, they gotta... you, you get a contract yeah. and you are responsible for clearing it you have a fee that you, that is your your contract fee and the understanding is whenever it snows you come and clear that parking that's my understanding oh, mr. Plow, that's my name that name um, again is mr plow so you should only take on so many jobs if you you know what i mean because if you get a Probably, really well, really bad snow you're gonna be working for like two days straight this is literally my youngest brother's job this, okay. is, this is what he does he, he was a manages landscaping crews he used to live here and now he lives out in colorado and they had an, well, ice, an ice storm last night <laughs> yeah. and so uh it's it, this is exactly i was i called him on the way home from the sixers game last night preston he was managing the crews that were out they can get incentive they can get paid more if they take on more lots and so um it, there is incentive for staying out there the entire night however you're not necessarily obligated to do so all right. Well, somebody texted and said contractors are per inch. I think it depends on the contract. Is that and, right? And it, also, yeah. it depends on the parking lot. It depends on, like, uh, who is, um, you know, if, if it's, like, an individual account, uh, they might not pay, um, you know, for every inch that you plow. Right. Because okay. I know that, they, like, for example, the, a guy I knew who took care of a particular industrial park, a number of businesses, there was a, a flat seasonal fl- fee. Yeah. And he was just, uh, he would go and clear it for it, them. It's the same crew that'll come out in the spring and the summer to and, do other stuff. By the way, if there's less snow in the season, he'll still get paid the same amount. Okay. Yeah. By the way, here's the text says, we just got three feet of snow in Marlton. It's pandemonium. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, uh, Shocking. Yeah, it says, uh, one giant sheet all at once, devastation everywhere. And another one I like that says, it's snowing in Canada. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so Son of a bitch, it's coming down like crazy. Uh, yeah, let me get let me get uh, a call here, too. I'm going to go to Kevin. Hey, Kevin, good morning. Good morning, guys. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up, dude? Um, so I'm a snowplower guy. I'm actually in skip back right now, and it just started snowing. Okay. Um, so to answer your question, uh, it pretty much is under contract, so we'll go out once. If there's more snow on the ground, chances are uh, we'll go back out and do it again. It, it is per contract, though, as far as my company goes. Okay. You're, you're saying it can change from contract to contract. In, in one case, it might be per inch. In another one, it's sort of a flat fee for the season. Is that right? Absolutely okay. correct. Okay. Um, now, now, right now, we're not supposed to get that much snow, so... Yeah. Um, you know, liability-wise, I have to go out and salt all our commercial properties. So you, you, what you're also getting paid for now is the treatment, pre-treatment of a lot, and so that's part of your job. Correct. All right. All right. Cool, man. Thank you. I Appreciate find something it. bizarrely um, romantic and, you know, that's kind of cool. Like, you know, like like I, I, was always, <laughs> I was always enamored of the idea of the interstate trucker and then mm-hmm. out on the road and so with me like- and my monkey. This is uh, like a Bruce Springsteen up yeah. all night long. Right, you know, about it. Yeah. When I was doing like when I was driving all over the country when I was yeah. doing stand up, I said I'd be, be mean. Interstate truckers all night. Yeah. Hitting the driving road. Driving on in the dark. Yeah. I'd love to do it. Plowing snow all night. snow, long. putting down pre treatment. Yeah. Signing contracts. <laughs> I just wouldn't want to Brian. drive a giant truck. Using the poop town. Poop town. You would just you want would, a giant truck? No, I don't want to. I don't want to drive yeah. a giant truck. Well, could you put? Can you put? Is there a plow unit for your Vespa? Uh, <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably figure something out. 
I've, I, you know, I, this I haven't brought it up in a while, but and you guys always poo-poo the idea. But I would just want to drive across the country. I want to be able to do it. And, uh, and get paid for it. And so you guys should oh, send and get me paid and for be, That's the part. I'm like, what, nobody's yeah, yeah. keeping you from driving uh, across the e- country. E- well, yes, you guys are. Because I want to be able to do it and and, uh, and do a travel log for the show. And call in every morning. Right, hey, guys, I'm in. Do it while you're on vacation. I'm in Kansas right now. Yeah, so. they, and everyone here speaks English. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Steve, just getting back to the plowing thing, my brother, you know, when he was doing that, there would be winters where he would make a lot of money. Like, right. he'd make enough money in the winter to cover his rent for the entire year. Other winters, obviously, that wouldn't right, always happen. Yeah. But um, he has shifted from being out on the road to managing the cruise now, and it's, for him, so much better. Like, <laughs> so, so would there be, for example, is the difference between the greeter at a restaurant and the waitress, is there a difference in potential money take that yeah. he has his position? He probably makes less money now right. than he used to being out on the road in a particularly snowy winter, uh, but he can also manage the cruise from his home, <laughs> right. sitting at his desk with a right. Sure, there, there's the yeah. trade-off. Yeah. I'm going to go to uh, Nick, because this is how he works. Hey, Nick, good morning. Hey, good morning, you guys. How are you? Good. What's up, buddy? So, uh, going off the contracts and stuff, I run a private LLC for my plow business, okay. uh, me and my pop. So, um, we actually give our contract and we let them know that it's, we charge per every four inches. So if it hits five inches, they automatically get charged for the next four inches, whether it snows five to eight inches regardless. So the second it breaches the four inch mark, you're, you're adding on the, the cost for another full four inches. Yeah. So it's basically, we, we call it, it's another push. Is what we call it. So okay. um, we do that. We also do the pre-treatment with salting, uh, as long as it's not raining, because then it would be just a complete waste. It would wash it away. Right. All right. But, so Nick, um, the, the 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 theory behind that, I guess, is the the more snow, the more work it takes. The the more times you might, or the longer it might take. Correct. Oh, oh, absolutely. Okay. I mean, there's been days where we've been out for 16 hours straight, going through at least two gallons of coffee between the both of us. Right. Dude, I love that that four inches case. Then technically, I'm eight inches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So uh, if. Uh, <laughs> Off the two pushes and everything like that, yeah. uh, we actually ran out of room in one of our parking lots to the point where we couldn't do anything, and the business had to close because we had nowhere to put the snow. Oh, wow. Nick, do you, do you do you understand when I say about that? Like, there is a certain sort of cool, I think, um, aspect to that. I mean, anytime you're sort of in control of what you're doing, and you know. Uh, do, do you enjoy this as, as your line of, uh, of, of occupation? Do you oh, actually absolutely. enjoy? Okay, yeah. I mean, I know yeah. it sounds kind of weird to say it, but I think there's there's some sort of charm to that. Yeah, oh yeah, it's a, it's an absolute blast because we only do it in the winter. We're not we're not contractors or anything like that. Like um, we just do it because you know it's good money on on the the winter the winter months. Sure, so, yeah, you know, yeah. But, it's um, it just it, it's a blast because sometimes you know you wake up and it's like this huge massive amount of snow. You're like, okay, now you can see the green rolling in. Ka-ching. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right, thanks, Nick. It's weird to be in a, in a situation where what everyone else hates is you love. absolutely <laughs> perfect for yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, like for us, commercials are a good thing. Commercials yes. are a great thing. Apple time. And most people <laughs> are, 
Well, I mean, and it, it's money. Yeah. It's, it's money oh, oh. coming in. That's how <laughs> we make money. It's the only way. The radio makes money is through commercials. And so that's a great thing. Do you care for them? Not so much because it takes away from, you know, the Though program. you should. They Though should mean should. everything to you. Listen, I know. I know. Do you understand what I'm saying now, I, people? I follow you. But uh, but there are there are people that uh, that make their money off of things that other people hate. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no, and this, this, this would be a perfect example of, of that. But when you go, like... Hot spit. Hot spit. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, interesting. I was curious how that works, and apparently there's a couple different uh, payment methods. So, uh, Steve, you had mentioned something uh, that uh, made me think of this particular story as well, because you said um, uh, interstate truck drivers. Yes. Uh, I have a bizarre fascination with that lifestyle, and, and I would get my, my, my monkey. I would name him the bear. The bear, of course. <laughs> and I would um, drive around with him. I have a story here. Hang on. I have to find it. Where... Uh, yeah, where the hell did it go? They're uh, essentially they are going to allow teenagers yes, to I be interstate truck. Oh my god! So because we are now at a shortage, I think it's on the order of eighty thousand mm-hmm. uh, truckers. We're down, and obviously there are issues with uh, supply chain stuff and getting things to where they need to get to. So they are relaxing some of the age yeah. restrictions. So what you were could the age conceivably? Well, now you could be. I think 18 and up, you can... 21 tw- is oh. where, where it was. And okay. now it's 18, and right? Now it's, but, um, okay. And this is to to uh, drive from state to state. Right. Interstate okay. trucking. So, so you could go, you could cross state lines. Before that, if you were 18 to 20, you, uh, you, couldn't, you couldn't cross the state line. Okay. So... Um, yeah, that's uh, they, they wanted to to help uh, ease the sh- the supply chain blockages, like uh, Steve had said. Uh, it's a pilot program, uh, and it would screen the teens, barring any with driving while impaired violations or traffic tickets from causing a crash. Well, that would be the same for anybody, right? An adult, anybody, you know, they're going to use the same restrictions that they would use. That's the only thing that would forbid them from doing that. Uh, and there is apparently some sort of federal program, teaching program or something like that, that they're funding or funding out to the various trucking schools. You remember those commercials you used to see all the time? Yeah. You know, become a trucker. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and earn big money. Drive the big rigs. Yeah. Uh, safety, but safety advocates say the program runs counter to data showing that younger drivers get in more crashes than older ones. Uh, they say it is unwise to let teenage drivers be responsible for rigs which can weigh 80,000 pounds oh, and cause catastrophic catastrophic damage when they hit lighter vehicles. Well, that's why this, this new method of texting is easier where you can keep the hand down on the button yeah. while you're transporting that 80,000 pounds, you know, and texting, you can be a little safer. Yeah. Would you like that, Kathy, if, if Jace's first vehicle was Unless, an 18-wheeler? I'm, I can't imagine that this is going to go over well. Well, Preston, you, uh, you have an 18-year-old, right? Uh, I have a 19 year old. A 19. Could you imagine him driving a truck? Uh, no. Well, what are you? But <laughs> yeah, Parker well, is well, a delivery. Now he's he's 21, but he's uh, he delivers for Amazon, and, and he's enjoying it. And I was even a little nervous about that. And that's just a really large van. Yeah. yeah. But you know, you're you're out driving a lot, a larger vehicle all day long. And I was like, yeah, a little concerned, but he's killing it. He's 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 doing great. I'll tell you what. I think people sometimes get dismissive of that. That is an, a science and an art unto itself. Really good. Truck drivers who who can keep oh, keep that stuff on the road and safe and delivered on time. Those the men and women are heroes who do that stuff. Did you ever you ever try backing in a trailer? Oh, my, no, I used to boat. do. I did a boat trailer. And yeah. I was actually really good at it. 
And that's where it would stop. I would never <laughs> attempt to, like, the, the guys, the Ariglio drivers yeah. who pull the trucks in and out of the camp out for hunger. Yeah. Holy hell. I mean, we, uh, when I was at Y100 with you guys, I would drive the, the Cherry Coke van from time yeah. to time. I, I did that a couple of summers in a row. Because on the back of the Cherry Coke van, there was a, essentially, it was like a video game trailer. And I had to back that thing in. Like, I, it just, it, um, you've got to wire your brain to know when, you're, when like, you're trailing. Yeah. When you have a trailer, for example, it goes opposite. I'm like, so, I'm just so, going to so, pull through instead of like trying backing this thing in. I can't do it. So we had a long driveway, Preston. We had a, my father at one point got a 17 foot runabout, a small boat, you know, a trailerable boat. And so <laughs> it was a long. It wasn't even a finished driveway. It was just a two strips of of um, you know cement for the for the tires up a hill, and I. You, we, that's the only way you could back it into the garage. And that's the only way it would fit backed into the garage. And um, and so you had to get good at it. But I remember, you know, uh, there were a hill on one side. Mm-hmm. It could have easily gone off. But you, by hook or crook, you had to get good at it. And that was pretty damn good. But you have to get to the point where your reflexive response is to go the opposite way. Yep. Yeah. Because that's the only way it's going to work. I'm really curious as to see when you know the more like uh, vehicles become driverless or the ability to do it that way. Yeah. How that'll affect the trucking industry? Because you would think that at, at the very minimum they would want to keep somebody in the cab, you know, to to do what that person does. But it might help with safety issues. It might help with like uh, sleep issues. You it know, certainly things. could, and it certainly there's certainly issues that go with it. You know, you know, it's a big revelation or a big advance in in this is the um, the switching uh, from the uh, the standard transmissions, sure, to like uh, for the the bus drivers now. I think oh, aren't all the buses basically now yeah, automatic, automatic, automatic transmissions? Yeah, yeah. Uh, hang on, let me go to Eric. Hi, Eric. Uh, good morning. Good morning. What's up, yes. bud? Hey, so so. Teens driving tractor trailers is one of the dumbest ideas, I think, <laughs> ever. All right, are you a driver? A yeah, I'm a tractor trailer driver. I have a CDLA. Yep. With all my endorsements, hazmat, tanker, all that. And uh, so I got my license at 24. And even at 24, like, the, the amount of, like, there's, there's a certain amount of brain development that just doesn't happen until you're 25 or older. There's, there's just, I can't imagine nowadays with all the phones and technology and everyone being on their phone, an 18-year-old driving, like, I've talked with other CDL drivers, and they're like, this is going to cause so many accidents. So many people are going to probably die. Well, you, Eric, you, I mean, the, the concerns have been voiced, and then and, and, and there are a lot of people that, that agree with you. Some others I heard say that the um, curating process and the selection process would only allow those who are able to do it through. Um, I, don't, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, a lot of uh, people are saying... People are saying what you're saying as well, that, that it just seems to be a, uh, a bad idea. Yeah, I mean, what can I, I mean, some, so as an 18-year-old, especially if you're not into drugs or not into any kind of a bad stuff, what kind of selection process could it do besides, you know, regular background checks, right. drug tests, yeah. traffic stuff? So there really isn't, like, I don't really know of any kind of, like, how crazy are you on the road? And, like, right now it's snowing. So 80,000 pounds, you need a good three football fields in front of you to stop a full tractor trailer. And, and uh, the thing is, like, especially in traffic, people get antsy and, and, and impatient. So you, you end up get being really, really close to, to the car in front of you. And in a truck, you just can't do that because you hit the brakes and nothing happens. Dude, when, wow. when I see, and, and uh, Eric, uh, <laughs> you made me just think of this. There's a point at, uh, I think it's uh, Henry, or I forget exactly where it is, um, at maybe Allen's Lane and uh, Ridge, where you'll see trucks come around that, and Preston, they they have to sweep out so far, and then come in and and miss the car in the opposing lane 
by inches to get that truck in down that lane. It's like, oh, no. By the way. That's not for me. In a car, stop at that white line, man. That's what it means. Stop at that white line or you're going to end up with that truck in your front seat. Hey, Eric, do you guys guys still use CB radios? Do, do, Do truckers actually use those? So there are some. So I've driven cross country. The cross country drivers, they do have them like some of them do but it's getting it's going away in a way okay. you know that right. was basically before when there was no cell phone coverage yeah and yeah. people didn't have cell phones so yeah. there would be actually stations in people's homes where they have a big antenna and they would connect to um you know connect to everybody that way so okay. not, not really anymore so it's more talking one-on-one than than out into the ether and seeing who's out there to talk to Right. If yeah. I was in, in a growing mean, nowadays, so like if I'm at a truck stop and there's like a someone holding up a line, like you'll hear a whole bunch of <laughs> their older guys like really angry and like all sorts of cuss words and stuff. Like that's really what it is nowadays. Okay. Cool. All, right. Yeah. all right. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate it, man. Do you think, Preston, as things advance, that we'll see real dolls replacing lot, lot lizards? Lot lizards, yeah. They just leave them <laughs> in little rentals. <laughs> uh, like, like a horse hair. Yeah. I want to go to Chris. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Yes, good morning. Hey, bud, says here you're a 30-year truck driver. That's right. I've been out here for a long time, and uh, you guys were talking about that trucker shortage. While I agree with what Eric said about the younger guys, there's a lot of judgment that you got to learn out here and, and, and handling and so forth and so on. And I don't know. I think back to when I was 18, I couldn't have done it. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, right. yeah, no, that's, that's very honest. It's very <laughs> candid, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, but the, as far as the shortage goes... You know that they've been saying that for twenty five plus years at least, maybe the full thirty. I've been out here. Huh. I I don't know. I don't see a shortage of drivers. I see a, an excess actually. Oh well, I hope um, that's the case, man. I hope I hope that you know uh, that that what you're saying is true. Let me ask you, Chris, with all those years of driving, uh, have you ever had a situation that 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 was a life or death where you know be a brakes burnout or something like that, or had to use one of those runoffs that you see along the sides of the interstate highways? I have not. About uh, back in 2007, I, I wrecked a fully loaded gas tanker. Oh, what Dude. happened? Right. Tell the that story. Was, there was a there was a, that was a high pucker factor kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Where yeah, were you? I, well, it was about a little after midnight, um, and it was raining. Uh, I pulled through a traffic light, and there was a boulder. It was the weirdest thing. Jesus. There was a boulder in the middle of the road that another truck had dragged out of a parking lot. But because it was nighttime and raining, you couldn't see it. It blended in with the road. Oh, yeah. my God. Um, and about 30 miles an hour, I lost my steering and went off the uh, side of the road. And What was the size and, of the boulder? Uh, I mean, was it like the size of a Volkswagen Beetle? or? Well, it, it was the kind that you would see in a parking lot that they put in. Okay. Oh, like a big decorative boulder. Or one that keeps cars from... from come, come, yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Right. It, it got t- it got tangled up inside of another truck's wheels, and he drug it around the parking lot Jeez. and out onto the highway. <sighs> oh so so, and it was and you were loaded with fuel. I was loaded with gasoline on my way to a Wawa to make a delivery. Actually. Oh my, oh my god. god! So what do you do? You crash, runs off the road. You got to make sure nothing's on fire, right? Well, the first the first thing is after you get your your mind settles down in fifteen twenty seconds is. I hear leaking or something like that. You're, we're trained, you know, you have to do something to stop the leak. And okay. luckily, the tank didn't rupture. Everything stayed safe that way. What what ruptured was the fuel tank on the truck. Oh, wow. So, I, you, you know, you use your you, – we carry spill mats and things like that and try to keep the contamination and spill to as minimum as possible until – 
first responders get there. And I guess if, if you know, you guys have a fire extinguisher, but that's about it as far as any kind of putting out a flame goes, right? That would be correct. And, you know, we carry the little 10-pounders in all the trucks. That's a federal regulation. <laughs> it's not going to put out a fuel truck fire. Wow. Let me ask you. is don't go real far. <laughs> is, yeah. is there something on those trucks? Or say you are transporting fuel or something that could go up. Is there something like like a like a dump switch that allows you to 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 immediately you know p- pump it out or get it away or or or, or drain it quickly or, or something like that? You you there is nothing like that, and depending on what you're hauling, you wouldn't want to do that right. because you create an environmental catastrophe. Yep. Yes, mm. but if it you saves your clothes, <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was just wondering if there was any sort of situation in which something like that could they have be used it in airplane, right? airplanes. In yeah. airplanes, that's what I was thinking of the correlation case. Wow. Never, never that I've seen. All right, man. All right, Chris. Wow. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks Thank you so much. I'll right, we'll see you. Uh, here's a uh, text says uh, drive class A. Was a regional driver, delivered all over the East Coast. When I was uh, training for my first job, asked my trainer about a CB radio. Uh, said he got uh, he got ride of rid it. Rid of it. Yeah. Oh, he got rid of it. Uh, the only talk he ever heard was guys asking where the lot lizards were. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have a Class A, but I drove a Jack A for a while. <laughs> Jack A. When it started yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go to Bob. How Bob? Good morning. <laughs> Hey, how you doing? Good. What's up, Bob? <laughs> What's going on, hey, my man? My, my thought is, well, I was a truck driver for close to 30 years. I drove straight trucks, Class B, all kinds of stuff. You name it, I delivered it. Anyway, if you can take an 18-year-old kid, train him to handle a rifle, send him to a foreign country, and trust his judgment on who to kill and who not to kill, you could probably train him how to drive a truck. I think that's a, that's a fair point. Yeah. 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 Uh, do, 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 so you, you're coming from both. You have the experience of the truck driver. Uh, would um, what was your situation at 18? Would you would you have trusted an 18 year old Bob to do what you did for 30 years? Well, I started driving when I was 20, and uh, you know I had my ups and downs. But you learn. You learn from guys with more experience. And uh, you know, like I said, I made mistakes, but you learn. All right. And not every, you know, there are a lot of 18-year-olds out there that are more mature than 30-year-olds. There are guys that drove for 20, 30 years that I'd rather see them off the road, you know? Let me ask you, Bob, how do you make sure you're getting a clean lot lizard? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's no such thing. There's no yeah. such thing, is there? All right. Yeah, that, yeah. You rub them down with uh, hand sanitizer. You have to actually treat them. Thanks, yeah. man. Appreciate it. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's interesting. So, well, you know, Nick just brought up, if we're talking about the autonomous trucks pressed in on the road, will that kill that industry of the lot lizard or will robots take over? <laughs> mm. Robots are of the lot the lizard? Yeah. Mm, that's a good question. Yeah. But what if there's like robot <laughs> lot lizards that will bang the cars? <laughs> yeah, the, right. The exactly. Trucks, you know, I mean, like that. the sex industry always finds a way to yes. stay vital. Yeah. So you would think that. Lot lizard, they would just adapt. You know, they they find a new. That's what Jeff Goldblum says in Jurassic Park. Lot yeah. lizards find a way. Lot lizards uh, uh, find uh, a way. Oh, yeah. Think about uh, horses <laughs> that primarily truck stops. They find a way. <laughs> Look, uh, I'm going to pour this uh, seminal fluid. No, that's Sorry, the wrong, wrong one, Casey. Thing, man. He, was... he meant to put uh, oh. the music. I did Jurassic Park, but anyway, let's do this one instead. There we go. There we go. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. The great right. John Williams, everybody. Yes. 
right, well, listen, I want to take a break because we've uh, got a guest coming up a little bit. We're going to talk to Miss Valerie Bertinelli. Yeah. Uh, she's got a memoir out, and uh, we'll dive into that a little bit. And obviously, we got to talk about Wolfgang because he's he's great. Uh, he played the MMR, but yeah. he's fantastic. Coming back to town with Dirty Honey, so uh, we'll break and we'll come back in just a moment. Make sure you hang in there with us. We'll be right back. WMMR. We're not just in your car anymore. Ask Alexa to open MMR, and we'll come streaming right into your house. And we promise we're not listening to you doing stuff that often. We've got about uh, 15 minutes before uh, Valerie Bertinelli will yes. be joining us. So uh, we got some time to talk about some. They had some odds and ends if you want to. Oh, really? But that's uh, the that's proprietor, right? Yeah, odds and ends. Found ourselves with a little bit of time before we talked to Valerie Bertinelli. So yeah. why not take a walk over to the general store and see what proprietor Prestinelli it has on the shelves? I... Not a lot because there's not a lot of deliveries these days. This is teaching true. teenagers to try big rigs. That's right. So uh, this product just came in. You guys are going to love this. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it was just an unboxing video? It is a rejuvenating face mask. Do you use uh, face masks, Kathy, from time to time? Or do you like just Joe? do the semen thing like we mentioned? Oh, no, stop. I don't do that. Uh, this one isn't gross. Yes, so. I will, Preston. Okay, so we we use them at our house from time to time. Do you, are these are like the ones that you refrigerate? Uh, no, not that. But okay. but um, you can you can put these masks on and, and you leave them on for like five or ten minutes. You do it. Take them off. I have. It's tough with the beard. I can't yeah. do it now. But yeah, um, we uh, yeah, and we get some. There are different types you can get that look different. Have a have a you know certain uh, pattern on them or whether. So anyhow, now they have made what Oscar Meyer has announced what? <laughs> that it is partnered oh. with a Korean beauty company That's called great. Soul Mamas. To create a fast ma- face mask for anyone who remembers the days as a kid when you would bite holes for the eyes and a mouth in a oh slice God, of bologna your- <laughs> and then held it up in front of your face or you slapped it right on it. You know, they paid tribute to this in the uh, the beginning of Mean Girls when uh, she's going through the cafeteria and they're showing all the different groups. Yeah. And one of the guys is bitten the hole through the thing. Oh. For his mouth. Yeah, the whole damn deal. There you go. Yeah. You would do that, and then the bugles, you'd pretend like it was a little horn. Oh, and then Pringles would be duck lips. Duck lips. Yeah, there's all kinds of... Things that you can play with, food and make. Do you and, use and bologna? Was one of them. Yeah. Do you use a, like a standard mat? Do you put like a like a like a an ointment or something, or do you use an actual? No, mat? like I'll use the same thing Preston is talking about. But Preston, um, Steve is right. You can put them in the refrigerator. I oh. put mine in the fridge. Oh, okay, um, and it sort of just gives it like an added cooling effect. Okay. Yeah, and uh, will uh, reduce inflammation yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but these look like bologna. This is a great idea. That's great. Uh, the masks uh, are with a hydrating and restoring hydrogel uh, that promotes skin elasticity, improves hydration and moisture retention, and offers other in- anti-inflammatory benefits and uh, provide protection for the skin as oh. well. Yeah. Um, I also have, like, the, you know, you can just do the under eye or whatever. But, right. But um, last year, um, I got these iced blue balls for my face. Oh, my God. <laughs> Start that sentence over yeah. Yeah. real quick. Um, they're amazing, though. They really are. I'd like to purchase some iced blue balls for my face. Well, okay, you're going to have to describe uh-huh. Um Wait, you know Extra what? Extra wrinkles. I might be able to pull up a picture. Um, so it's... They're, I can show you a video. They're glass balls. with. Uh, they each have a handle on yeah. them. You put them in the refrigerator. They have water inside them or some sort of substance. This is it on our screen. Okay. Um, so, so same thing. And then you just rub them on your face, press it under your eyes, wherever you uh, might have some inflammation. So these are medicinal balls. 
They are medicinal blue balls. <laughs> it reminds me of Steve. You know, in uh, boxers. Yes. Uh, when they go to the corner, yes. sometimes they'll take this yeah, yeah, metal. Yeah. Yep. Iron, yep. essentially, that they've dipped in in cold water and they hold it up to to bring the the swelling down. Yes, yeah. Of any place they've gotten same punched. same thing. Yeah, is that why so, you're doing it? So uh, it brings well, down swelling. So this was there. You know, when I was trying to figure out um, my skin yeah. condition and why I was having these hives and all this kind of stuff, I stopped using all of that stuff the the face masks and all of that. Um, but I would use those because you're it's nothing. It's just, it's just, just cooling. Cold. Yeah, it's just cooling on your face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so the so below- blue balls for your. face. Right. The baloney colored uh, light pink face mask will either harden or harken back to childhood or terrify anyone in the vicinity that has had uh, skin on your face eaten off by Hannibal Lecter. Uh, no word on whether that has uh, the quintessential baloney smell or not. No, um, I hope not. <laughs> yeah. The sheet masks are limited edition. They of sell course. for four ninety nine each on Amazon while supplies last. Uh, with a reminder that you can't uh, spell delightful without deli. It's true. <laughs> true. It's, they're right on, man. It's funny. My um, my youngest uh, daughter, she's 12 years old, and she has already started uh, doing, doing this, this beauty stuff. Regimen. All, all Actually, beauty it's probably regimen. a good idea. Yeah, she's yeah. doing uh, you know moisturizing. She has little face mask thingies. Uh, she started wearing perfume. I'm like, you're in seventh grade. Like, I was in seventh when I started wearing perfume. <laughs> uh, listen, that's that seems to be about right. How yeah. old were you when you put on cologne? Uh, I was like in sixth grade when I started really? wearing. Yeah, that young. Yeah. Oh no, I don't think I was until like uh, I was late high school. That's about when I really started to become interested in the opposite. Yeah, sex. you know what. Jovan Musk, I remember having like Jovan Musk was like a big thing back in sixth, seventth grade. What about Aquavel? Car Noir was obviously. Yeah, Noir yeah. was college for me. Absolutely. There was a girl on my diving English team. Leather. Who English loved leather. leather. Yeah, she loved Jovan Musk. So okay. uh, I made sure that I had that on. Stetson? Uh huh. Stetson I know we've yeah. I know we've done it before. But I would like to do it again sometime because I was talking to some people over the weekend about um how I think I could identify I could identify Brute, uh, mm. Old Spice, All right, so, um, yeah, yeah. English Leather. I could still probably Drakkar. I could uh, probably pick that oh, one. Yeah. We are going to do this then. Okay. So next week we will do the way Kathy tried to identify okay. foods. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will do that. I, I know a list. I'll put together a list of what I think would be a comprehensive. I know the ones that you would probably be aware of. Yeah, at some point. And, and we'll, we'll, get like, we'll get like 10. But do you think I, you could, could? They say the ability through smell mm. to recall things is pretty accurate. So yes. I'd be curious to see what you could do. I think so my, I could do it. My son this past year just got his first, like his first official clone. He would wear some of mine. And uh, I made him buy it himself. He had made money. for a man, but he likes it too. Uh, and he was like, uh, when I took him to the the Macy's and we walked around the, 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 the fragrance aisle, That's and we, awesome. were, we were smelling a whole bunch of stuff. He had no idea how expensive like designer colognes are. And he was like, wait a second. He and he had brought some money. I said, I'll, I'll take care of the rest. But I just was trying to teach him the value of a dollar, dude. I, I, it, it it is expensive. Mm-hmm. It is, and, and so um, uh, you know. <laughs> I'll just, I kind of will buy in bulk yeah. because it, it's... But, like, was it always that way? Because I don't really... I listened to Dracar well, back you, in the you, day. It was, like, what, 20 bucks a bottle? You it could was, go into a, a pharmacy. You could go into a CBS. <laughs> yeah, but it was, yeah, it was yeah. locked. It was, it was locked, locked in the yeah. CBS well, 20 pharmacy. 20 bucks? Are you yeah. serious? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. locked? In the CBS, where I worked at CBS in <laughs> 1994-95 <laughs> to get to that cologne, to get the Dracar. Yeah, that was uh, that was in the locked case. So, you have Obsession uh, up there on the and, uh, on the monitor. That was my dad's scent. 
Okay, well. Uh, and so I have a small bottle of that just to kind of like throw uh, it back a little that bit. That would mess me up then because uh, a girl that I dated for a long time <laughs> wore Obsession. And so now when I smell it to this day, it automatically makes me think of There's her. Obsession for men and Obsession for women, right? Yeah. Yes, but, but I, uh, well, I think it's unisex Obsession as well. I don't know. But um, I just wouldn't want to that confuse that memory with Casey's dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have, so the ones that I wear are uh, Pleasures by Estee Lauder that my wife picked it. It's what she likes, and yeah. so I wear it for her. And then Dolce and Cabana. Okay, I have three different scents, and I'm thinking about adding a fourth to my repertoire. Ooh, yeah. What are you kicking around? Uh, t- to tell you the truth, something for your sassier side. Uh, <laughs> I like the scent that my son went with. He went with the this Versace um, scent. So really? I, sometimes Versace. I'll, I'll, yeah. So sometimes I bop down to my son's room. I'm like, you know, uh, it's which is the opposite. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, he just makes that sound and then walks out. Yeah, that green <laughs> your dad? Neck. Everybody okay? Yep. My dad stutters. Eros, is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, Can you come down for dinner? Wait, uh, does it... anybody remember Jupe? Yes. Oh, yeah. God, I hate the smell Jupe. of Jupe. That was, um, yeah, so my you. boyfriend in college oh. wore that. Oh, so gross. that was like, uh, oh, I loved it. Oh, really? I can't that stand was, it. That was so Nick, like you, that would be like that. It's that an automatic trigger. You know, yeah. it's, it's really remarkable. Like, if a uh, scent works its way into your nose, like, it, just how much it puts you back in that place. Yeah. So, I had uh, sat down at a poker table one time. I think it was at Parks or something. And the guy next to me smelled great. And I was like, I got to ask this guy. What is he doing? I want to kiss him. I want to kiss him. I want to kiss I thought about maybe doing a little bit less creepy. Uh, but I had to wait. Can I kiss your neck? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even ask. I just started nuzzle here. I just nuzzled my nose in the side of his neck. There's oh. a hotel right in oh, here. This is, oh. <laughs> this is great. All right, I just remembered my regular the, the scent that I probably wore the longest, and you know what? I wouldn't mind getting again. Uh, was a uh, a scent called gray flannel. You guys gray flannel. That? I do. I do. I, do. I really yeah. like that. What one. about uh, was it blue Copenhagen? I'm not sure. No, blue waffle. Blue waffle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Clinique Happy for Men is the longest uh, scent I've had. Nick, probably. Can you see if Gray Flannel? My grandmother used to wear gangrene. <laughs> oh wait, she yeah, just had gangrene. Oh jeez, gangrenous. Yeah, <laughs> the smell of rotting flesh. <laughs> Kathy, did your uh, mother ever use Jean yeah. Nate? Yes. You remember Jean Nate? I remember Jean Nate. They, they did commercials for it. It yeah. wasn't necessarily a perfume, but it was a, 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 I don't even. An anal rinse. It was an anal rinse. Jeez. Well, you know how stinky a butthole can get. Um, no, I don't know how you would classify it. It's like a like an aftershave. Debbie, the reason I wanted to bring you into the office is <laughs> your other office workers are complaining about your butthole. <laughs> May I recommend Jean Nate? <laughs> All right. Well, anyway. I don't know how we got so where, where did I start with? We were talking uh, about what were we talking uh, about? Face masks, and face then masks. went into beauty uh, regiments, and then yes. and colognes. Yes. So, but uh, next next week we will do. I will put together, and I will I'll hunt down some of the various uh, uh, colognes. I think I I could take care of it. There's a listener of the show who has a little um, collection. No, he has a kiosk in the Plymouth Meeting Mall. No, can you? Yes, and I'll give you the recommendation. Yeah, right? so I'll, I'll go over okay. and and talk to him and see if we could maybe yeah, we'll give us a plug for his business. Yeah. If, if, if he would uh, offer those up, if he's listening, email um, me. Right. <laughs> Let me get real quick I, because there's some calls coming. I'll just take a couple real quick. I'm going to go to Glenn. Hey, Glenn. Good morning. Good morning, guys hey. and girls. What's How up, my man? Today? Good. Do you remember? Canoe. Canoe. Yeah, canoe, do you canoe? Canoe, canoe. canoe, canoe. Yeah, canoe, yeah. canoe. Yeah, yeah. Yep, my grandmother, when we 
kind of place in Lake City back in the old days, would chase us kids around the house <laughs> and splash us and give us a bath in the damn spot. It was a real panty yeah. dropper if you were 70 and above. Yeah. <laughs> but that reminds me of when we were in high school. Thanks, if we Glenn. Ever... All right, you're welcome, guys. See you, buddy. Uh, the two anchor stores of the Springfield Mall, if you walk through those, man, if you walk through with your buddies, um, you had to make sure that you weren't the one in front of everybody because if you walk past the perfume aisle, yeah. your friend would grab a woman's perfume and just douse you. Oh, in really? Per- yeah. Oh, a, a I nice t- thought you were talking about the, the sprayers, yeah. they, they, which I think they've either... They've made it legal yeah. or cut it yeah. back. They don't have them anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Joey on Friends, that was his job for a stretch. Yeah, yeah. Aramis? Aramis? <laughs> well, and then they switched to spraying the card and handing you the card. Yeah, yeah. I forgot there was a movie that parodied that, and somebody's walking through, and they're just getting... <laughs> <laughs> all over the place. They can't make it. Uh, uh, hang on. Elizabeth is going to comment on uh, what I had said to uh, Gray Flannel just a second ago. Hi, Elizabeth. Good morning. Good morning. I just bought gray flannel for my son, but they don't make it anymore. I had to get it at a farmer's market. A farmer's market? What? What? They don't wait. Nick found some online, though, didn't you? Sure, that yeah. wasn't bull semen? <laughs> well, but I think it's just. What? I'm sorry? Don't, no, no, no. Just keep going. Going. Don't, don't worry about, about it. it. <laughs> uh, you think it's discontinued? I'm pretty sure it's discontinued. You know, right. sometimes it's not. Sometimes Thanks, it might be. So it, domestically, you might not be able to find it, but maybe it's. All the rage over in Singapore. Go to FragranceNet.com. By the way, I guess they couldn't get Fragrance.com or Fragrance.net, so they got FragranceNet.com. Yeah, <laughs> right? it, was, it was on Amazon, too, Nick. Uh, was it? Okay. Yeah. AmazonNet.com net. <laughs> yeah. Amazon, Do you guys think, I mean... Uh, yeah. yeah, there we go. It, we have evolved as a species. Do you I read about think, that. Like, um, <laughs> as far as our scents are concerned, because those... Fragrances of the 80s, 90s, they don't fly today. Are people bored of them? Or well, what happened, Casey, like a, time? a lot of times those, though they weren't marketed as such, but they were, uh, the way like Axe was marketed for a young mm-hmm. guy, yeah. those Dracar and uh, all of those, Ombre, uh, Ombre and, and uh, Aquavelva, all those yeah. were, were marketed for your first cologne purchases. Dracar was very popular, though. I wore Dracar yeah. for a little bit. It was the nightclub yeah. uh, yeah. Uh, scent. You'd go, right. you know, those stupid machines where you, you put, you know, a buck in and then push it and pff, sprays you in the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the bathroom. That Dracar was always... Wait, Dracar. that's how that worked? Yeah. Dracar came I, in, remember, was it, was, it was a black bottle? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. But, so, uh, but I've seen those things in the bathroom. I just never put money in. It just sprays at you? There there were ones that had a little nozzle. <laughs> no. And you would hit it, and it, it would spritz you. There's another yeah. thing, Casey. If you go in and you're in, you're in the stall, if you put your penis through the hole in that wall. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh-huh. There's a... There's a butation on the other side. <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't. now is the time to do this contest, though, because once my scent comes back, I'm not going to be able to stay in the room while we do this. All right, so we will do this next week. You're right. Um, all right. Well, anyhow, uh, let's move along. I did have uh, another odd and end. You know what? Um, this is interesting. Since we're in the general, <laughs> we're in the general store. We're going to talk about the Dollar Tree chain. Yes. Oh, yeah. After 35 years of cut price uh, uh, stores, uh, they, uh, I'm sorry, chain of cut price stores, uh, they have changed this policy yeah. from everything is a dollar to everything is a dollar twenty five. Wait, I okay. I was just there the other day. Yeah. I okay. I went looking for something. I wanted to get it on the cheap, and I noticed that all the Valentine's Day stuff was a dollar twenty five. And yep. I was like, wait. And I almost wanted to be. I'm like, I'm not going to be that person. But I almost wanted to say, well, I thought it was the dollar store. Kathy <laughs> yeah. Noticed. Oh, Kathy noticed. Sorry. Yeah. That's oh, music. Uh, so yeah. here's the deal, man. Either either they were going to eventually have to raise the price a little little bit 
or they were going to have to just keep selling cheaper stuff. And you, <laughs> you can't I mean? because you, the can. st- you can't get cheaper than the the, no. the dollar store. But the, it's be- they're feeling that the same stuff that every getting stuff into the store, everything is being raised uniformly around. So sure. yeah. and then finally they had to say, well, still a dollar twenty five is pretty goddamn. But the fun. markup is rebar- is remarkable. <laughs> it's remarkable. It's remarkable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's remarkable too that because things are so like a twenty five percent markup. That's a lot, but it doesn't seem you guys like a lot. Over bark up these prices. <laughs> this is way barked up uh, because the price is already so low. You don't really notice it. Yeah. Well, what what is the markup on something that you're selling for a dollar twenty five? I'm assuming twenty five cents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Dollar Tree is actually the last of the cut price chains to abandon the once common dollar store identity. The dollar stores were where you would go for votive candles yeah. and yeah. Uh, confetti, loosely free enforcement's confetti. My, my mom shops there balloons for, for um, like uh, disposable products, Jacar. paper plates. Well, Jacar, no, like oh, we gotta go. Yeah, but uh, oh, you know, finish your uh, thought. Pa- yeah. Paper towels, um, toilet paper. Yes. Uh, you know, tinfoil, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, pregnancy test. Yep, true. Right? Honestly, remember we talked about the pregnancy test at the yeah. dollar store? I saw them yeah. at the checkout. Yeah. Yeah. Get so it. And now then they're $1.25. dollar So that's what the prices have changed to. All right, all right, that's enough. Because yeah. is on the line. We've been so excited to have her on this morning because each and every one of us here in this studio love this gal. And... Uh, we love her son, too. Yes. Yeah. Oh, play, my God. Play the MMRBQ. Amazing. Blew us away. Really nice kid and is just super-duper talented. So uh, she got a new memoir out. It is called uh, Enough Already, Learning to Love the Way I Am Today. Please welcome this morning, Valerie Bertinelli. Yeah. To the program. Hi, Valerie. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, How is everyone today? Doing very well, actually. Yeah. We're very excited to talk to you. Who's the- Pregnancy test. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you know you could buy them at the dollar store? They're only a dollar. I did not know that. <laughs> you can also buy drug tests as well, like uh, just I think just for marijuana. But I figure well, I like any eggs left, so I'm not going to need. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say <laughs> Valerie's yeah, yeah. ship has sailed in that department. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, you never know. Hey, listen, Valerie. At the top, we mentioned your son. We mentioned Wolfgang. Uh, he played our summer uh, festival show. Uh, last year, and wow, congratulations to you and, you know, uh, Ed, who obviously did such a great job at raising a great kid. That's got to be so fulfilling for you. Oh, he came out great in spite of me and Ed. <laughs> <laughs> now, but listen, and, and, and going through, you know, uh, a marriage that ends and, and having to co-parent that way can sometimes lead down a, a, a bad path for someone. You guys obviously did the right thing. So we were just, we just thought he was fantastic. Oh, thank you. I, I, I couldn't be more proud of him. I'm just so happy for him. I'm, I'm happy that people have loved his music because when you're a musician, you know, you're going to put your heart and soul out there. And he's done that. And people have been very accepting. I mean, he was nominated for a Grammy. For Unbelievable. Crazy. I mean, come on. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. Out of the gate. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Out of the yeah. gate. Yeah. But, just, but you know, and, and, and reading about the book, and I'm, I'm definitely going to, uh, to, to get it. I love, um, I love celebrities and people that I've grown up with, you know, hearing about the, the, the background and, and so on and so forth. This is a, not a full comprehensive, but it's, it's a peek into stuff that you've gone through. And you, you talked about, um, you talk about, you know, um, Ed himself was, was um, he, he felt he was not living up to his game as far as parenting at some point. And you guys, you guys were able to pull off something, though, where despite the split, you, you definitely had what was that soulmate sort of dynamic working. And, and you've been very candid about, 
you know, would we have gotten back together? Would we have not have? And, and it seems to be something that you're constantly going back and forth with. Uh, does it does it uh, does it hurt to think about that? Is it comforting to know that you guys are in such a good place that you could have perhaps entertained getting back together at a point? It was very comforting to know that we were in a good place. We Ed and I have been through a lot together. Um, he was very angry at me um, when I first left, so it was nice to come back to a place where we were, we had a lot of peace with each other and um, we enjoyed each other's company again. I don't think we would have gotten back together again. I just there's. So I felt more of a, a love for his soul, for his kindness, for the true person that Ed was when he wasn't drinking and, and doing drugs. He was really a lovely, lovely human and um, when he wasn't in pain. So I, I, I just, I don't know. I think I just felt like a, a motherly, sisterly, mm. intense love for him. I just, I, I adored him. And I'm, I wish we had more time because yeah. we were yeah. having- a good time near the end. There's something special about relationships like that. Like I described, listen, with my wife, I, I say, and this is, you know, I say in all honesty, I mean, she's the person, you know, I walk into a room, she has a hatchet in her hand and there's four dead bodies on the floor and I I would say, okay, hon, get your clothes, we got to leave now. <laughs> you know, to, to have somebody who, who would have your back, you know, and obviously I'm going to the extreme on that, but somebody who gets you in, in a way that no one else on earth. Right, I mean that's and that's what seems to be what you guys said. And you're also very candid, also about uh, you were a spokesperson for Jenny Craig for a while and had a, had a you know a, um, a, a a weight drop. And I remember you were on the cover. I think it was People magazine in a bikini and, and and all of this stuff. But at a certain point, you made the decision to be happy with your body and and really go for body positivity. And and that seems to have really changed your life so much for the better. It it has because I I think too many um, people and I'm not talking about just women men as well yeah I think we we grow up thinking that we're unlovable when we gain weight and I know because there were certain instances that happened in my life that I believed that in my soul and it's it's just a big lie so it, trying to get rid of that and and try and being a part of the diet culture and and how damaging it can be I mean diets do work when you're on them mm-hmm. but if I never did the work for my emotional health and my mental health to kind of keep that weight off. And so now I'm just, if the weight comes off again, great, because I'm still going to eat healthy. I'm going to still move my body. But if it doesn't, I can't walk around for the rest of my life not liking myself because of the way I look. That's just not, it's not sustainable. That's a very sober approach to, to it because people put themselves through the ringer and they're they're almost in a constant state of, self-shaming because they can't and and now with with apps and instagram and and people putting on these filters that make them look flawless it's even that much more right right when are we going to just accept ourselves for who we are and and we can live much more freely that way i can't worry about what someone thinks of me anymore i have to worry about what i think of myself am am i being a kind person am i being respectful am i treating people the way i want to be treated that's what's important not the way i look yeah, exactly. Listen, you have a uh, uh, you you have a, a, a great relationship with food as well, and, and cooking and, and recipes, and and uh, your work with uh, Food Network and everything. And I would imagine it's got to be hard <laughs> being. Around. I know it would be for me because I'm a foodie as well uh, to to stay eating healthy. But all that yummy stuff that you want to dive into, man. Ugh. But nothing nothing should be off the table. Um, um, because it's all about you just. 
as long as you don't abuse anything. I, yeah. I have found, I mean, my danger is snacking unconsciously when I'm feeling emotional. I don't want to feel feelings. Right. But just eating a regular meal, I can tell when I'm full. I can tell. It's, it's the, the way I emotionally abuse food that oh. I'm trying to fix. But coming up with recipes and, and being creative, that's what makes my heart sing. It's fun. It's fun to share that. So I'm not going to deny myself the love that I've always had for food and the way I was brought up. Loving food and food is love. I'm not going to deny that anymore just because I have to look a certain way. Right. I really believe that when I get my head and my heart on straight, my body will follow. I'm yeah. just, and I'm just in the process of doing that. That's a great That's a good, philosophy. Good hey, I wanted to let you know uh, that, uh, you know, uh, both Steve and I have, have crushed on you for, for, oh my God. for decades. Oh. Oh my and God. you have a, a legion of new crushes because uh, <laughs> someone in our, our video department, Nick Murphy, who works here, was telling us about how old is Desmond, his son, like seven, seven, years, old? seven. seven years old. Has a total oh crush God. on you, Valerie, from your kid's baking show. Like a diehard fan. When he found oh, out you were going to be so on our show funny. this morning. Yeah, when he found out you were going to be on the show, he really wanted to be here. And we're like, we're like, oh, man, he's, he's, she's going to be on the phone. And he really wanted to meet you. Oh, I'm so sorry. Please give him a kiss for me. Oh. <laughs> That's got to be very cool with the kids and, and, and bringing something that you love and being able to have such success with your cooking shows. Uh, that's got to be really cool. Oh, it's fabulous. I, I just, I, I adore those children, and I, I love that they love baking. I love that they love being creative. It's such a great outlet for kids, and some of them are so amazing. And all the kids that watch it, you know, it gets their creative juices flowing. It's just, it's a really terrific, fun job, and I just, I love hanging out with Duff. Uh, Valerie, you're, you're, the, the memoir, Enough Already, the, the subtitle is, is uh, Learning to Love the Way That I Am Today, and you, and you touched on that a little bit. And so um, you're, you're hoping to, to share that philosophy with people through the book out, outside of just you know, learning about the, the things that you've been through? For sure. I, I write in the beginning of the book that there's a lot of me's and I's in this book, but I really want people to replace it with themselves and identify with the stories. I mean, some of the, you know, facts may be a little bit different, but the emotions are all the same. We all go through things. I mean, losing parents, losing a loved one, yeah. um, marriages, divorces. These are all universal things that we go through. And I just wanted people to not feel so alone. And I... hopefully they can read it and not feel alone and also maybe work through it the way I've been able to work through it. I love I love that impetus for the book. I mean, that it, it, reaching out to help people because sometimes it just you just need to see, to, just knowing other people are going through a similar thing really does make a difference. We'd be remiss if exactly. we didn't bring up uh, Betty White. You worked with her. Uh, and uh, I assume when you're looking at someone who leads a fulfilling life, you can't do much better than Betty White. No. She was an angel on earth. She, she she was such an amazing human being. Forget what an amazing actress she was and a comedian. But she was just a really good human. And uh, oh. Yeah, oh. she left us all a gift. I loved Betty dearly. Yeah, it's it's sad that we lost her. and uh, But she left so much joy behind. It's it's one she lived a hell of a life, an incredible life. Valerie, I also want to ask real quick while you have you on. We only have a moment or two. Uh, you lived in Claymont, Delaware? I mean, just a stone's throw away from Philadelphia? Absolutely. We spent a lot of time in Philly. Um, I was born in Wilmington, raised in Claymont um, before we moved. My dad worked for General Motors, and we moved a lot. Um, yeah, we, we used to drive up... Um, God, where was it in the countryside up there outside of Philly and um, 
Go visit some nuns. That... <laughs> visit some nuns. Well, I used to come down to Wilmington and go to the biggest liquor store I've ever seen, Liquor World. So... Good to know. Good to know. One was pursuing the Lord and the other one was pursuing sin. Was it a nun's uh, like retirement home by any chance? Yeah, it was. My mom was. works there. My mom volunteers every Tuesday and Thursday. Do you remember uh, the name of it? Yeah, it's like a, the Assisi House, I think, is what it's called, uh, by Newman University. Yeah, really? Yeah. Is it St. Francis oh, of Assisi? Yeah. Near Aston? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I know exactly where that is. Yeah, All yeah right, right wow. by Newman University. Valerie Bertinelli was visiting. Who wow. knew? <laughs> We wow. need to go put a. We need to put a marker out. That's there. right. Yes. Yeah. Old hunt. <laughs> wow. Um, all right. Well, listen, Valerie. If you ever do make it back home this way, come by because uh, Nick Murphy's son Desmond really wants to meet you, and we do too. I will. I will. <laughs> Good luck with everything. Uh, we're huge thank fans, you. and thank you for this time this morning. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me, guys. Anytime, Valerie Bertinelli. Yeah. Yep, new memoir. Uh, enough already. Jeez. Years ago, if I had entertained the notion, I'd be talking to Valerie Bertinelli. I mean, yeah. a massive crush on her. Yeah, I, she was like, she was the perfect gal back yeah. when. In in uh, and I was a uh, you know preteen at that time, but she was young teenager on um, uh, one day at a time. One day at a time, and I just remember going. She is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just remember thinking, "Girl next door, beautiful." Girl next door, yeah. beautiful. And, and so that's and she ended and up then, with the rocker. And then you said, oh, "Okay, so you you hated the actor that played her boyfriend because he was her, or no in yeah. real life, Scott Columby. Yeah, he was uh, her, the real life actor who played her boyfriend on the show. Yeah, and you know the guy from from uh, Caddyshack. He's the uh, the Italian, you know, the yeah, Razzle, um, I forget I his, name. his name on the, in the movie Denunzo or whatever. Yeah, Denunzio, or, no, no, or was it? All right, anyway. Yeah, but I hated him. Denunzio. Denunzio. Yeah. And uh, and then I hated anybody who was moving in on my girlfriend, but <laughs> when she got together with Eddie Van Halen, I was Done cool, deal. I was cool with this. Yeah. I was totally cool with that. That that works. Yeah. Not Scott Columby. No. No. Eddie Van Halen? Dude, that's yeah. a guy I'd like to talk to. You know the people that we've <laughs> that we've had on in the past, like yeah. Arnold Sanders. There's and, that uh, line where he's in the Caddyshack and... and uh, uh, oh, the tall guy, the golfer, uh, Noonan, is behind the, the, the counter, he's like, I guess you don't get no coke. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, like that exchange, for whatever reason, every single time, floors oh, me. By the way, he's, he's good. He's, he's oh, actually, it's terrific. And I, the only reason I disliked him is he's moving in on my pretend girlfriend. <laughs> there's a scene where he says that to him, and uh, he calls him a jerk, and yeah. he goes and he goes to punch him, yeah. but there's a gate in between. Yeah. Him, he, punches he punches the gate. The gate. <laughs> and my, one of my favorite lines from him, though, is when uh, Lacey Underall... Is it's caddy day at the yeah. pool, and he comes over and he just goes, "Hey there, mama." Puts <laughs> <laughs> a towel around. He's got the reflective yep. shades on. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. We need to get get Scott Columby on. Yeah. And talk to him about Caddyshack because he was just he was the the the, the greaseball character. Absolutely. What has he done lately? Uh, That's Nick a good question. Well, let's see if he's alive. Yeah. Yeah, he's still uh, alive. He's, he's still working. Well, no. Uh, 2012 no. is the last thing he did. Uh, but we should we, we should, should pursue to. that. Try to check, uh, yeah. track him down. Uh, right. we, yeah, we need to make a, a 2022 list of these mm-hmm. peripheral, because we love getting them on. Of that ilk. Right. I would love to uh, uh, to talk to him, and there's some other people that, that fall in that category as well. Wow. Remember, remember when we had the gimp on? Yeah. Oh yeah. We had the gimp. <laughs> it was a great interview. Yeah. The guy in the outfit, in the leather outfit, whose yep. face you never see, whose voice you never hear other than <laughs> uh, was an outstanding interview. You know how I've been trying to get, and, and uh, I keep sending out little little feelers here and there, the, the uh, Ben Gazzara's girlfriend in Roadhouse. Oh, oh yeah. 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 So she's she's done a whole bunch of character stuff. Okay. So, uh, you know, and that's, that to find out what... 
find the person who can tell you more about what it was like to be on those sets. Yep. You know, like Kathy for Dirty Dancing. Don't go after the mains. Go after the supporting who could give you right, the stories, right, right. Yeah. you know? Totally. Well, Wonder Scott has his own out. website, and he's on social media, uh, so I'm going to send an email to management at scottcolumby.com right now. Let's try it. I'll bet you we have him on in 10 minutes. All right. <laughs> yeah, right. Scott, what are you doing right now? Do you want to buy a water bit? But like Adrian Zmed would oh, kind of he was so Oh, my God. He's continued to have a bit of a career, but... <laughs> Scott Colby, yeah, Waterbeds. You want one? Did he die? You want one? Waterbeds, who? Adrian Zemed? No. Oh, no. Look at, uh, uh, double check, in every, case that one misses. Everyone said no, and no. they got really quiet. Uh, Somebody yeah, that we just had on and in. Passed away recently? Yeah. Okay. No, Adrian's still alive. Oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, thank you. Lord. He was He was effing awesome. He was. I agree. Uh, the story about the the act the the uh, the whole donkey uh, <laughs> sequence where they thought they killed the donkey. Oh, in Bachelor Party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> and the tattoo. Lest we forget. <laughs> yep. One of our listeners got a tattoo of Adrian's Zemet. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. All right. Um, <laughs> we're still in the general story. I think we can do oh. a couple more odds and ends if you guys are okay with yeah, that. Yeah. Because uh, I have a couple of stories that I wouldn't mind getting to. So uh, here's a follow-up. You know the uh, the mortgage company CEO who got uh, criticism for yes. firing 900 employees in one shot on yeah. Zoom? Uh-huh. Uh, he is back to work after a break. He took a little break. The Better.com board of directors sent a memo to staff Tuesday saying that uh, Vishal Garg... Garg. 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 Had returned and was uh, retaking the position of CEO after the CFO had filled in on an interim basis. Schnar, schnar. <laughs> it was reportedly the board that requested Garg take a break, and the memo said that uh, he'd been away to, quote, reflect on his leadership, reconnect with the values that make uh, better great, and work closely with an executive coach. Translated, your ass is on the line. Yeah, the memo further said that the uh, company would be enacting a training program designed to foster a respectful workplace and on an ethics and compliance panel as well. They're, they're essentially going to hire an HR person. Yeah. Uh, so that if um, somebody steps out of bounds, including him, uh, that somebody's there to stop and say, hang on a second, dude, you don't do it that way. How, that couldn't, how he couldn't with his own ears here. Now, mind you, there's a case to be made that, you know, you, if you're underperforming and you're, you're not, you're sure. shirking your duty, it reflects yeah. poorly on the company. That's a standard. That's obviously a viable thing. His approach was so antithetical to that. Yes. That everyone was like aghast at this. This hey, if you're on the Zoom call, you're fired. Listen, there there are people that deserve to be let go, and yes. there are times when a company has no choice yes. but to let people For go. For the greater good, but there's a decorum <laughs> yeah. that you may want to ha- uh, to hang on to when you are uh, letting people go, especially en masse. Sure, yeah. yeah. So. There is a scene in uh, maybe season two of Succession where the uh, the son. Uh, goes in and and it was just slimy and sleazy and yeah. he everybody thought that they were going to be fine and blah blah blah. Nobody gets spit on. Not uh, yeah. Oh my god. He just comes in and he just lays everybody off and it's just a matter of fact and he's like robotic when he yeah. just, when he does it. But 
you know, he, he, and listen, it's fiction, but I mean, I'm sure it's, it's close to who spit on him, yeah. yeah, or he spit on him. No, 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 no. So he fired everybody, and then one of the people that he canned walked up to his his face and just spit right in his face, and then he just goes, "Is that all you got?" And by oh, the way, there were really? like four or five takes wow. of that. When you watch the uh, the making of afterwards, oh, really? they they shot the scene with Jeremy Strong over and over again, and so he literally got spat on by the other actor several times while wow. filming the scene. Yeah, okay. There's a scene, Stephen, in broadcast news where several people are, are getting let go. And, yeah, uh, there's yeah. an older guy that comes in, and, and the CEO is apologizing. He's like, "Dave, I'm sorry to do this. You know, it's, <laughs> it's been you've been so great over the years." And he turns, he goes, "Well, Jeff." I certainly hope you'll die soon. <laughs> <laughs> <And he> just... <laughs> He's like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. All right. So anyhow, that guy's back to work. Uh, let me see what else we got here. Um, okay. Digital assistant, like uh, the Amazon Alexa and yes. the Google Home are uh, parts of many people's lives, but how much people trust these devices varies. Uh, research, I caught Rochelle yelling at Alexa the other day? Really? Oh, really? <laughs> yes. What did was, that little bitch it do? It was so funny. Okay, so, you know, the... You um, must be on the rag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, it's the no- notifications. Right. So when you get a delivery, uh, and, and the one that really annoys her are the notifications of... Uh, so, uh, you know, three months ago, you ordered yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to, or do you want You're me to order that for you? Like, and, and Michelle was like, no, no, don't. stop it. Don't ever do this again. You know, she's like. But it's not going to understand that. So I told her, I'm like, you have to, you have to go online. Go on the app. You have to, yeah, to, right. to fix that stuff. But it was so But funny. I agree with her 1,000%. Totally. And uh, you know what, though? Every once in a while, I go, yeah, add that to the list. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm conflicted. And then I'm also like, really? That's the thing you remind me of that we're well, out on? Well, especially, like, if you've got, like, a, a funnel cloud bearing down on the house yeah. and you're waiting for it because I also have my uh, weather alerts coming through it. Right. You know, uh, from from Amazon, it's been one month since you ordered, a, you know, a, a toilet treat. brush. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I don't mind the, uh, the alerts. I like uh, to get my notifications. Um, even if it is, that I don't ever answer those or rate them or anything uh, through Alexa. Yeah. Um, but but there is something that's happening with my Alexa that I, <laughs> I can't figure it out. So she speaks to me in English, right. obviously. That's the language I speak. Except if I set an alarm, it wakes me up and then starts speaking to me in Spanish. You can, really? you can set yes. a preference for what language you would want. <laughs> but why but my, just for but the alarm? just the alarm, Steve. Any other time I talk to her, the, she There speaks are different parameters for the alarm. Well, uh, what you can set. But what? you didn't tinker with it, though, right? No, but, like, something. I who bet knows? you Jace did. Well, yeah, yeah. Jace is constantly talking to her, so maybe there's something. But, yes, it wakes me up, and then I think it starts giving me the news in Spanish. That's what I think it is. All right, let me ask you this. When you see the yellow light on it, that yeah. means there's a notification. Yep. How do you ask her to tell you about it? Alexa, what are what? my notifications? Okay, I just, say, I just have shortened it. I just yeah. go, Alexa, notification. And then, boom, she gives it yeah. to you. I used to say, what's the notification? I'm like, yeah. that's so wordy. But if, is- you just, if you just say the word, uh, they'll, she'll bring it to you. So there's a shortcut for it. It is kind of nice, though, to engage in a pleasantry with it when I would say, would you like to know? No, thank you. Okay, I'll remind you sometime later. And you get that little conversation, and he says, wow, I don't have any friends. Yeah, I don't I- use Alexa at all. Ever. Uh, well, I, we use it a fair amount. My wife will use it for her for, for the calendar a lot. I use so it for she timers. Could, she could quickly enter it into the app, and it'll it'll display, you know, um, and she has to identify as me because all the units are registered through me. I'll use it for music and uh, timers while we're cooking. Cause yeah. it's all the time. Uh, all the time. Yeah. So um, I, I love when it gets it wrong, by the way. Um, 
or, or Claire will dictate it into it for a notification, and and for like a month, the notification will pop up of the the Germans visiting on on Saturday, and I'm like. Germany is coming. Is, yeah, is who exactly who is, is, is a name that sounded like German? Oh, okay. Yeah, but I the Germans you. were coming. <laughs> um, so it, here's the deal: the researchers from MIT found that people tended to think the devices were more competent and emotionally engaging if they exhibit social cues, like you were talking about yes. the the the, yeah. uh, uh, the pleasantries. I do like that, and that branding, specifically whether the manufacturer's name is associated with the device, has a significant effect on how uh, members of a family perceive and interact with various virtual assistants. The researchers say that these findings can help designers create voice user interfaces. Uh, that are more engaging and more likely to be used by members of a family in the home while also improving the transparency of these devices. So I have a situation where when I'm sitting in my living room, I'm between two units. There's one that is in the parlor. Uh, yeah, we have a parlor. And my wife will use that when she's reading or if she's, you know, doing uh, yoga in there, whatever, you know. And so there's one also in the kitchen. And a couple of times it will ask me, is this the unit you wanted to respond to that oh, question, wow. trying to judge where I am in the room, you know, which is, uh, so they're, they're always trying to up this, the, uh, the, uh, the service. And I do appreciate more often than not, it gets it right. Yep. I will sometimes be rude to it. I'll be like, Alexa, shut up. Yeah. Does it, does it, does it hurt? F off. Uh, it doesn't acknowledge yeah, yeah. F off. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, nonetheless, they're, they're, they continue to work on making those things a little bit more, Human life. Yes, so nothing can go wrong. Right? My house has an intercom system that we never, ever, ever, ever yeah. use. And uh, do they have a way to just interface with with that? Because these things are just they're they're holes in the wall now, or they have a little box well, on the, on the well, wall. If you want to talk to your separate rooms, you, uh, I'll say if I want to talk to my wife, she's up in uh, Alexa. Drop in Claire's room. Yeah, and then and then, and then it, now we're on a two way. It would like, be nice. Have a dot. Yeah, like, yep. like an Alexa dot in, yeah. the, in the other room. Yep. It would be nice, though, if that, if Alexa, or I'm sorry, it was Amazon or something, made an interface that I could just, so I could take the intercom off of the wall and they put do. it down they on the wall. Have, you know they actually have, what, I mean? what they have now, so I have the Amazon shows, which are the, the, mm-hmm. the screens, the bigger screens. I have the, the, the newest one is the one that will actually, if you're walking around the kitchen and doing something, it, the screen will follow you as you're, as you're going. And you can tell it to not follow if you don't want. They also have one that's a version of that that actually goes on the wall uh, that is basically like a small iPad that interacts, and you can do it that way. I think Casey's just wondering if he can patch it into his already existing intercom. Oh, it's his already existing you know, intercom. You know, intercom. That I don't know. My guess is probably, Amazon's not yeah. going to relinquish proprietary hardware. Also, it's probably old. Yeah. It is. I mean, it's like the house was built in like 1990 or is something. Is it one of those twos like... You put your, you write the message. You... <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. Now we, yeah, we have a, we have an intercom. We, we still use it. You do quite a bit. Yeah. How are yeah. you kids going to have you hear you having sex? Yep, it's that famous that uh, moment that happened in our household. <laughs> All right. Anyhow, uh, we got to close up shop. Sorry about that because we got the bizarre file to get to. So we are going to do that. Yeah, but thank you for stopping by. We do appreciate it. Um, and when we return, like I said, the B file. We still got less in question. More stuff coming up. So stay put. We'll be back shortly. Steve Show Podcast 93.3 WMMR Everything That Rocks Alright, we're going to do the Bizarre File. Here we go. Now, <laughs> WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. Alrighty, let's dive right into some stories for you. 
A British man has admitted, this is horrible, to enslaving and exploiting a worker who told authorities he was forced to live in a small garden shed for 40 years. In a small garden shed for 40 years. Yeah, Peter Swales, who is 56, pleaded guilty to a charge of conspiracy to organize the travel of a person for the purpose of exploiting him. His father, Peter, who is 80, was facing the same charges, um, unfortunately, well... He was 80. He died last year uh, before he didn't get a chance to torture him. Go to trial, right? Yeah. The victim was uh, rescued in October 2018 by officers after they received a tip on a confidential helpline. And it brought them uh, to a trailer park where they discovered a man living in a small six-foot shed. Inside was a metered television and a mattress with a soiled duvet on top, but no lights or heat. Officers said the shed was in complete darkness when they arrived. They also found another shed on the same property. This one was used for the family dog, which was in better condition than the one where the man was forced to live. How? The, so how could you not... All that time and nobody ever happened by or there was... It just boggles the mind. Well, the victim now in his 60s told investigators he worked on farms doing uh, painting, roofing, and paving work, earning him just more than $13 a day. I uh, now lives in a supported accommodation in another community. I think they would send him to work and stuff and then lock him up. Oh, I see. Because I thought it was like 40 years living in that. Uh, Swills initially pleaded not guilty, but uh, reversed his plea just before the modern slavery trial was set to begin. All right. If you truly know your cat, you might know the sound of its voice. Rachel Lawrence uh, from the U.K. said that her family was devastated when their cat Barnaby vanished eight months ago. But Lawrence was in for a big surprise when she called her vet to check on the other pet cat and heard the sound of another cat meowing in the background. Wow. She asked the staff about it, and they told her that it was a stray that had been brought in the week before. Lawrence says the sound and uh, the sound of the meows haunted her for hours, so she called back and she asked if the stray was black and had a patch on one of its black feet. They told her yes. She went to see the animal and says that she knew it was Barnaby as soon as she uh, was brought into the room where she cried some happy tears. So I she, told you, Mrs. Lawrence, she, that's my owner. She overheard it, and she recognized the cat's that's amazing. voice. I can tell the difference between my two cats. Can you, I mean, I know you have a lot, Steve. But yes, can you no, I can. I, I, there's... They all have distinct sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, okay. I'll know. It, I hear yeah. one in the I middle of the night. I'm like, what does she want? What do you want? So we did this test last night. We have two dogs. Yeah. And uh, I had asked my son, Carter, because I think I could do this. And they're both lickers. They like to yeah. lick you in the face and everything. And I said, do you think that you could be able, be able to tell which, if you were blindfolded, yeah. which dog it was <laughs> by their breath? Oh, by the breath. Right? Wait. Yeah. I could. And yeah. I totally could. Yeah, I could. And yeah. he did, so we did it. He put it, he put one of those, he put a blindfold on and held one of the dogs. He was like, oh, that's Rook. Yeah. You would have to yeah. know what each dog's ass smells like because that's, <laughs> that's what they're looking yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I make out with my dogs all the time. Oh, oh I don't God. care. Oh. It doesn't matter. I yeah. People talk about that and they go, I, bring it on. I don't <laughs> care. so much love. I love it. Yeah, but you could too, oh, Kathy. I absolutely By the breath. Could. Yep. Right? 100%. No doubt. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, how about this? Is another uh, animal story. A calf born on a farm in India has started attracting visitors who believe it to be the incarnation of a Hindu god thanks to its third eye and extra pair of nostrils. Uh-huh. This happens in India a lot. When a lot. What's when with their cattle? De- when there are deformities, uh, they think that it's a... They think it's a god. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. This cow has no nose. Uh, despite its extra features, the unusual animal has been deemed fit and healthy. 
Is that a god? Some locals have claimed the baby animal is an incarnation of Lord Shiva, one of the three gods of Hinduism. Uh, It's even led people to make special journeys to the farm in order to see the three-eyed calf, which some believe that the birth of the animal will bring luck and prosperity uh, to the village. The the cow is a sacred animal in in Hinduism. Very much so. Uh, Farmer uh, Niraj Chandal said, as soon as the cow gave birth, we thought it had some kind of a wound on its forehead before finding it as an eye. We are seeing this as an utter miracle. With the help of a flashlight, he said, uh, we found... (laughs) (laughs) I've been milking that joke for quite a while. Uh, He said, we then found four nostrils, which further saw the locals thronging our home before the the nocturnal birth. Four nostrils. That Uh, blows my mind. (laughs) Oh, Locals have been offering gifts of coconuts and flowers to the new God, cows do love coconuts. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Oh, man. Right? There's one thing we learned. Cows love them some coconuts. Uh, the mother cow... The way they climb trees and get them. The mother cow has previously given birth to two calves before uh, who were normal and are now fully grown. It's understood that the third eye in the animal has been caused by a hormonal disorder. Yes. Uh, the calf weighs around 30 pounds and has a longer tongue than any other calf. So it's not uh, an aberration here. But the, no. the, uh, the third eye is not a functioning eye, correct? Um, have they given an eye test? What kind of glasses would you get for that? It doesn't said like something it. about three separate monocles. No, it doesn't. It doesn't say if it's functional or not. All right. Uh, how about we got time for one more? Yeah. This one's kind of fun. The Missouri State Highway Patrol alert sent to cell phones blaring statewide, and it read: Authorities in Gotham City, Missouri, were searching <laughs> for a purple and green 1978 Dodge 3700 GT. But there is no Gotham City, Missouri. Right. Okay. And the car referenced was the one used by the Joker in the 1989 Batman movie. Soon after the Tuesday evening alert, the patrol sent another saying to disregard it. In a brief uh, news relief, the patrol said a routine test of Missouri's blue alert system was inadvertently transmitted <laughs> statewide. Uh, the system is meant to let the public know when a police officer is killed or seriously injured in the line of duty. Uh, during the test, an option was incorrectly selected, allowing the message to be uh, disseminated to the public. Why any s- test of a system is anything more than testing one, two, three? That's really what it should I'll be. I'll never know because sometimes somebody plays around with a, a fake bomb threat. Oh, or it happens a all the time. War, yeah, and then that's the one that goes out mm-hmm. to the entire public. So, all right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, let's take a break. Come back in a second. Test your knowledge of the program today. It's a lesson, question, trash, and music news as well. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes? You guessed it. Weekly. Acme Markets is making your grocery shopping and saving easier than ever. Download the Acme app today to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks. Use it to view the weekly ad, clip digital coupons, redeem rewards, and to shop any way you want. In-store, delivery, or drive up and go. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver it right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) 
I just saw a uh, one of the questions for the uh, oh. lesson question coming up here, and I saw the picture of the latest dealer <laughs> at the same time. I'll go ahead and mention this now. We have a Daily Rush video. It's called Nine Times. Nine Times. Yep, that's the name of it. Nine Times. And uh, Nine Times. The uh, the the photo that comes along with the video is made by Nick Murphy. <laughs> Kathy, have you seen it yet? Oh, look at you. Look oh yes. <laughs> that's uh, Edie yeah. McClure's hair, is it not? Oh, no, nice. no, that's Mrs. Mom. Bueller. Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Bueller. That's who he's on the phone Bueller? with. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Huh. Uh, she was actually a uh, uh, on a soap opera, the, uh, the Guiding Light that I watched. Mm. I, I always thought she's an attractive woman. So you can uh, you can get the latest Daily Rush video at uh, WM. If you follow WMMR on Instagram, we'll send it right to you, and uh, you won't miss any bit of it at all. But this picture <laughs> of Kathy with her hair oh, is okay. excellent. <laughs> Uh, and it is sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. You can learn more at Xfinity.com. Now, the other thing I was laughing at as the uh, mics were opened uh, is the lesson question. We're going to give away a $50 Wilson secret sauce gift card. The question is, how many anuses does the Fantastical Beast Scourge have? <clears throat> 215-263-WMMR. Okay? That goes way back. <clears throat> yep, that was from uh, 642 this morning. How many anuses does the fantastical beast called the Scourge have? 215-263-WMMR. If you know the answer, you should call right now. And you had to have been listening in order to know that. We'll do the trash while you call. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right. We're going to get some stories from Steve Morrison. What's up, Steve? Yes. A former FBI agent concluding that Britney Spears' father, Jamie Spears, illegally recorded hours of video of her in her bedroom. However, Jamie Spears insists the camera was only activated when he needed to pleasure himself. Oh, jeez. That's not a good reason. Oh, God. She had called him too old and out of fashion to be invited to the Met Gala, but yesterday Anna Wintour paid tribute to the deceased former colleague, that being Andre Leon Talley. Wintour released a statement saying Talley will always be welcome at the Met Gala, especially now that he is dead. Oh, wow. And finally, Amazon's highly anticipated Lord of the Rings TV series officially has a title. Amazon yesterday revealed the series title as Lord of the Rings D's Nuts. (laughs) (laughs) That's your Hollywood trash. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the lesson question this morning, and it is... How many anuses does the fantastical beast a scourge have? And it is Fred that wants to answer. Hey, Fred, good morning. Good morning, Ed. All right, good that morning, would, Ed. All right, Fred, how, be, how many? That would be five anuses. Five ah, anuses. Well done. Hey. You got it, buddy. Hang on. You got yourself a $50 Wilson Secret Sauce gift card, you lucky dog. A barbecue-based business featuring delicious brisket, pulled pork, St. Louis-style ribs, and sandwiches plus vegan and vegetarian options. Wilson's Secret Sauce is located at 265 East Township Line Road in Upper Darby. With indoor and outdoor seating, takeout, and they can help with all of your catering needs. Yes, Casey. Yeah, I wanted to mention, uh, speaking of Wilson's Secret Sauce, that they're doing a coat drive right now. And so they're oh. collecting coats and they're going to be delivering them to uh, to Kensington. So, you know, Steve and, and his wife Kelly, they do um, a lot to give back to the community they're all amazing. year long. Yeah. And so their, their efforts right now are, is, is this coat drive. So if you do have a coat or coats that uh, you're not using anymore uh, and you live anywhere in, in and around the Delaware County area, you know, drop them off at Wilson's Secret Sauce. All right, excellent. Uh, let's do music news. Now, 
Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. I rip ass. All right. He rips ass, and I'll give you the music news. Uh, let's start. Let's start with this. This is kind of interesting. Lawyers representing Jimi Hendrix's estate. Uh, Experience Hendrix LLC, that's what it's called, and yeah. Sony Music Entertainment preemptively filed suit on the 18th against the estate of late Jimi Hendrix Experience members Noel Redding and Mitch Mitchell. Rolling Stone reported the legal action was prompted by a letter sent to Sony last December from British attorney Lawrence Abramson claiming the label owed Redding's and Mitchell's estate's performance royalties for some three billion streams of the Experience's songs. Uh, Experience Hendricks and Sony lawsuit was uh, filed in Southern District of New York with attorney Dorothy Weber writing the defendants, which would be the Mitchell and Redding estates. Uh, threats of suit have created a real and reasonable apprehension of liability on the part of plaintiffs, which is the Hendricks estate and Sony Music. Uh, the threat of such suit by defendants is sufficiently immediate and real as of the date of this filing to warrant the issue of a declaratory judgment of ownership and non-infringement. Neither Redding nor Mitchell ever asserted an ownership interest or any other performance rights in the recordings. I'll explain what that means. It's legal gobbledygook, but I sort of get it. So, according to the Hendricks and Sony brief, uh, bassist Noel Redding and drummer Mitch Mitchell signed documents in April of 1973 and September 1974, respectively, quote, releasing the Hendricks estate from legal claims and agreeing not to sue the Hendricks estate and were compensated for doing so. Well, the Hendricks estate... Okay, is, so they were paid off then yes. to avoid what we're doing now. But the estates are now saying, man, there's so much money has been made, give us some of it. It's what? kind of what it sounds yeah. like, right? Uh-huh. So the Hendricks estate is seeking a... Decor- it, it, they're using the command man tactic. A declaratory judgment oh. saying that uh, those contracts are still valid. <laughs> officially impose the command man. See if it goes anywhere. Come on, man. Let me ask you a quick question, yeah. and we don't need to break into discussion here, but uh, of all the musicians who have passed away um, unexpectedly and too early, if you could have one back... That, Falco. That, 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 Taco's still alive. Wow. Yeah, but what about Taco? Maybe he's still alive. I don't know. Because uh, my immediate thoughts were, and you can only pick one, but I immediately thought of Hendrix, Lennon, and then um, Jerry Garcia. But there's three. Those are Jerry I wasn't. I mean, Jerry lived a long, much longer life than those guys. I know, but yeah. like Lennon, for you, I thought maybe, or would Hendrix be that guy? Or do you need a little more time to think about this? I probably need one. a little more. I mean, Jimmy was 27 years old. John was 40 years old. Yeah. Uh, I think he was 40 years. He old. was 40. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how old was Jerry? Oh, gosh. In his 50s. Was he? Yeah, he just thought didn't he take care of man. himself. Oh, okay. Um, Steven Sondheim. That's a, it's a good, that <laughs> is a good question. Yeah. Falco died at the age of 40, everybody. Oh, so my God. God. Rest wow. too, too early. Yeah. You know what? Okay. I'm glad you brought up Falco, honestly, because I, I was I heard Rock Me Amadeus not that long yeah. ago. And, and I, I love that song. It's a great right? song. I love that song. Yeah. And, and uh, but, uh, but Falco had this way about him. That it, at points of the song, he would, and it would be so. It was like hardly anything was coming out of his mouth. And I like this song. The way he's. Yeah. It was very staccato. Very staccato. Yeah. It's the song later in the song. He. 
right? <laughs> It'd be cool to get the isolated vocals on this song. Yeah. Like, we've heard Brian Wilson in the Beach Boys. See, right here is fairly normal. Yeah, yeah. at the end, Later it gets in the song. <laughs> Makes Where's that delivery with German. Or... Is he from? Is, he's Austrian. He's Austrian, yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just like Mozart. Yes. Ah. Just like Mozart said. He also, the only other song I know from him, he did a cover, a cover of the After the Fire classic, Der Kommissar. Oh, yeah. Uh, Which is hear? a good... Uh, I love that song. Yeah, yeah it's, oh, a, it's a one-hit wonder. Oh, oh, oh. The Kommissar's a devil. So he did it in German. Ah. And it was it was an MTV hit. Das Kommissar. Yeah. Gang. Like every now and then there would be a, uh, yeah. a uh, an English word yeah. in there. So the uh, cool and the gang is mentioned in the song. And he goes, Gang. Perfect strangers. Yeah. What was I doing? There you go. What song was it the other day that I was doing Adam Sandler to? Oh. oh it was perfect. Yeah. It was a, a current song that we're playing. It was a current song. Mm, it was like a... Yeah. Is it uh, Dirty Honey's latest? No. Maybe. Maybe. It might have been that uh, from Dirty Honey. You were singing... It was yesterday. You were, it was after the show. You're, oh, man. <laughs> What's the current Dirty Honey song that we're playing? Um, the most recent one. It's not Rolling Sevens. California. No, no, it's not that one. No. It's uh, a more recent one. Dirt E. Huh? Anyway. Uh, we're going to look this up. Uh, oh, maybe if I spelled it right. It was called California Dreamin'. Uh, the Wire. Maybe is it The Wire? Oh, Let's no. play, play a little play bit play of The Wire. I need to know this. Nah, it wasn't that. Too nah. good song. Damn, it wasn't that. Watch it, you. All right. <laughs> anyway, it'll come to me right <laughs> Please, Billy, please, no gibberish tonight, please. One more time, please. All right. Please, Billy, please, no gibberish tonight, please, I beg you. Hello, Daddy. I have an important announcement to make. Okay. Music news. Pete Townsend spoke about his and his younger brother's close relationship with Eddie Vedder. Uh, Townsend recalled to Mojo meeting the Pearl Jam frontman after the Berkeley, California stop on his last full solo tour behind 1993's Psycho Derelict. Townsend looked back at the pair's first meeting. He said, I remember it very well. My manager, Bill, said, before you see any, your guests, I want you to meet this guy, this young guy, Eddie Vedder, who's the singer of Pearl Jam. And I said, okay. And he remembered he walked in, sat down, and we started to make small talk. And then he said, I effing hate this. He said, I just hate it. He said, I don't want to be famous. I don't want to be in a band. I'm feeling like I just want to run away. I grew up on the beach in La Jolla surfing, and that's really what I want to do for the rest of my life. And he said, I've, I've heard that you've been uh, through similar stuff because 10 years before, I had left The Who. And he went on to recall, uh, I remember saying him, I'm afraid it's too late. And I said, well, what do you mean? And I said, this isn't like politics, you know. You don't put yourself up for election, get your seat, F up the country, and then retire. Yeah. What you actually do is get railroaded. You just get grabbed and put on the stage and told to keep doing what you're doing until you're allowed to stop. And you have absolutely no choice. You've been elected without standing. Thank you. That helped a lot. And he said, 
<laughs> no, and this is the the advice. He goes, okay. and you just might as well enjoy it because it's not going to go away. Mm. Uh, That's Don- a good talk. Uh, Townsend also shed light on how his friendship with Eddie had blossomed with the singer and Townsend's two brothers, Paul and Simon Townsend. Uh, he said, we've been very good friends, but it goes further than that. Uh, he's also uh, very good friends with my two brothers. Uh, they are much younger than me. Simon is 14 years younger. My brother Paul is 12 years younger. And they still live in the same street that I grew up in in England. And often I'll hear from, you know, somebody in Ealing Common, oh, we saw Eddie Vedder and your brother Paul in the pub uh, the other day. And I'm like, I didn't even know he was here. Uh, And, oh, he was just passing through, uh, but he bought a few rounds. In other words, people in Paul's local pub uh, in Ealing know Eddie Vedder probably as well as anybody. So he's he's really close with his whole family. Yeah. What do his brothers do? Simon's in the band. Is Is he? Yeah, he'll do the, um, uh, you know, the... um, Keyboard at the beginning of uh, won't get pulled again. Nope. Um, Eminence Front. Oh, and uh, yeah, he's worked with with Pete for a long time. So uh, he's right. in the touring band, The Who. And I don't know what the other brother does. He probably just hangs out at that pub with Eddie Vedder. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, an you announcement. Have any, more, of, any more pretzels? Uh, <laughs> there's an announcement of a uh, show in Las Vegas. Here we'll hear the good. We'll hear the keyboard part of Eminence Front. I love the song. It's one of my favorite songs. Yeah. Great tune. Great tune. You know, and actually... She's well in Law-Abiding Citizen, by the way, if you've ever seen that movie. Which are our butler and Jamie Foxx uh, filmed yeah. here in Philadelphia. It's it's uh, it's terrible and good at the same time. Yeah. I'm going to bleed into a song that features the guy who plays drums on this song, uh, Kenny Jones. Uh, says the upcoming... Get those drums, Kenny. Uh, <laughs> Kenny Jones obviously took over after Keith Moon had passed and played drums on this song, but... Uh, he was also in The Faces, and he says that the upcoming Faces reunion album with Rod Stewart and Ron Wood is gaining steam. Huh. Uh, Jones sto- spoke about the still-untitled set with Uncut and explained the new album will feature both recently recorded material mixed with archival tracks. I, I, I just told you I was uh, uh, taking a dive into The Faces. A great band. Uh, Jones revealed that the new Faces collection will feature some familiar friends. He said, I don't want to give too much away at this point, but... There will be some special guests on there with us. We've already done a few overdub sessions with some well-known people, which will remain a trade secret for the moment. Mm-hmm. All I can say is that it'll be out when it's finished. Uh, there are so many other factors involved, not just the touring uh, backlog, but things like delays due to vinyl shortage. And then one last thing, Marissa sent this over to me, uh, a concert in Vegas. If you were into kind of the alt-slash-punk-slash-emo realm of the early 2000s and so on. Uh, this is going to speak to you. It is uh, My Chemical Romance. Uh-huh. It's called When We Were Young Festival. <laughs> yeah. My Chemical Romance, Paramore, Dashboard Confessional, Jimmy World, Avril Lavigne, Bright Eyes, Taking Back Sunday, The Used, Alkaline Trio, AFI, Boys Like Girls, Philly Natives, uh, The Wonder Years, and 53 other bands this will is... be performing in Vegas on the Las Vegas grounds in Nevada on Saturday, October 22nd. We were playing a ton of this crap at Y100. Mm-hmm. I mean I mean, crap, but uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed stuff. it. Yeah, stuff. Uh, the pre-sale for the entry begins Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern time with tickets starting at, ni- it says here, nineteen ninety nine down. Ah. Allowing concert goers the opportunity to pay the two hundred and twenty-four dollar general admission cost in installments. Layaway. Yes, 
So that's funny. Yeah. Nineteen ninety nine down is how they're positioning. What would you expect this. to pay for this amazing concert pack? <laughs> uh, and up to four hundred and ninety nine dollars for VIP and hotel packages. While the low end grants access to the festival and free water, mm. uh, the GA plus level at three hundred and ninety nine dollars adds the benefit of air conditioned bathrooms and access to the express lane at the entrance. Uh, VIP ticket holders also get access to a private viewing area near the main stage and charging stations for smart devices, along with all the perks mentioned before. I think I would dig this uh, lineup, the show. Yeah, well, you can get your tickets starting this Friday at 7 a.m., Steve. Mm. There you go. That's what I have in music news for you this morning. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a second. We're wrapping up the show. When we do that, letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize will be one of the things that we cover. Stay with us. We'll return in a minute. In a minute. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. This Valentine's Day, avoid that look of disappointment. You know the look. A week after Valentine's Day when she throws the flowers you just bought into the trash? Try this. Get her a real long stem rose dipped in 24 karat pure gold. The only rose that's guaranteed to last forever is just $59. Our famous 24 karat gold dip roses arrive in our signature gold gift box. Order now and get free shipping at IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. The Preston and Steve Show coming to the end of our program today, friend. Hopefully, uh, snow hasn't been too much of a deterrent for you around here. Uh, Bella Kenwood, nothing on the road at all. We're getting flurries, but uh, we don't have any accumulation. Uh, I got a picture from my wife, and, and we had, like, a dusting out that way. That's out in Harlem. So not so. bad. Yeah. So some accumulation, but it didn't look uh, that crazy. But there might be some here and there. Well, let's see. It all depends on where you are today. A little bit on the cold side. Uh, tomorrow's high, 27 degrees, mostly cloudy, and then sunny on Saturday, high 31. It's going to be a chilly weekend. I would like to thank the lovely, very lovely Valerie Bertinelli for being yeah! on the show today. She was a delightful woman, and uh, she's uh, uh, she and uh, Ed... Raised a really great son who's going to be in town on March 31st to play with uh, Dirty Honey uh, at the Fillmore, uh, Wolfgang Van Halen. So that was cool to have her on. Her book is called Enough Already. And uh, she was uh, from uh, Wilmington. How cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, So that's the only guest we had on today. Pierre Robert is here today. Hello. How you doing today, ma'am? Very well, thank you. Excellent. Very well. I used to have a fuzzy sweater like that that you're wearing today with a little bit of purple in it. Not quite like that. Is that mohair? I don't think so. Mm. Mm. I don't know what it is. (laughs) (laughs) He just doesn't know. He was petting it, caressing it. I was trying to... Looks like it feels nice. It's it's not um, wiry and uncomfortable. It's a Sasquatch pelt. It's a Sasquatch pelt. Yes. Yeah. Why they make itchy clothing, I'll never know why. <laughs> right. Sometimes Seriously. you get something and you right. put it on, you're like, no. It's the worst. But you know what? I think it's I think it's the person's skin because a lot of people wear wool. I mean, a wool sweater is good wool. itchy. It, but I mean, like for me, I will tear my skin apart. I cannot put that on. Mm. Well, I'm happy to hear that that is comfy and nice. I am comfy and curious, not judgmental. Ah, very Okay. He's commenting on my shirt. I like it. Ah, Good Ted Lasso. Be, be curious, not oh, yeah. judgmental. We the got Walt the, Whitman quote. A few comments, Preston, asking where you got said shirt. Oh, uh, there's this place called the Internet. Oh, 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 o
spell that? That's a little store in Manion. Yeah, it's it right is. on. It's called the yeah. Internet. Yeah, it's right. It's right on Main Street, mm-hmm. uh, down the street from the other little store, yeah. and it's a cute little store. It's a mom and pop shop. Uh, the Internet. And uh, Josie and her husband, Hank, run it. I oh. order stuff from everywhere, and I don't remember where I get things. I just go online, and I'll search Ted Lasso T-shirt. Yep. And whatever site I stumble across it has one that looks pretty good, that's where I'll buy it from. But there are a couple of really good T-shirt uh, places uh, uh uh, online uh, shops, uh, for lack of a better word. Moonshot is one of them. They're great. Uh, and they have really cool, unique Also, t-shirts. the material in a lot, of, lot a lot of, like, the shirts that are novelty T-shirts are made of that crappy, right. you know, a material in it. So what, Sometimes you you look and there's an option for a higher quality I shirt. I always do, yeah. And that's what I always what, go with. What is, so, like, the ones that are they're very soft, that are like a, is, yeah. that's a, is that poly cotton blend? Like I a, don't know what that, I don't know what the name of that is, but yeah. usually they'll come in, like, a heather colored, like yeah. a heather gray or something like that, as opposed to just a straight Huh. Color like this is maroon, but sometimes right. it'll be a heather, so it's got a, a, a woven in lighter colors with it as well. Uh, but that's a good question, Steve, because there are some shirts where I don't even care what's on it. Like somebody's giving it yep. to me as a promotional yep. so shirt, I'm like, this feels so nice. Yeah. I will wear this. And you, you know, you, like you, my, our buddy Brian at Chorus Photography, yeah, he orders super extra good quality shirts, yeah. Because people will wear them. Yes. Right. You, get you them see some them. really right. good quality stuff at the MMR Rock Shop. Like Absolutely. right now, we're selling these awesome knit caps. So it's snowing out and it's cold out. We're doing a big push for the knit caps right now. Okay. All right. So. Get your knit cap. Get the knit caps. Yep. Get right. knit. Yeah, you knit. Uh, Pima <laughs> knit cotton, picker. I think, is one of the the the, the softer cotton. What is it? P-I-M-A. Pima. Pima cotton? Pima. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think so. I I'll just believe like, when Preston's right, you know those shirts that are like, oh my God. Oh, this is perfect. Yeah. Those chorus ones are yeah. incredibly yeah, soft. Great, right? Oh, they're great. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's All like right. a mother's loving embrace. Exactly. It's a lot like that. Well, let's embrace a new letter, shall we? Yeah. I embrace. Uh-huh. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. Hi, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. C is in capital. Wait, uh, C? C, as in capital. Cool, I heard a different word. You thought he was playing, he was miming playing an accordion, didn't you? Well, he was kind of doing this, yes. I was moving my hands back and forth as if I had an accordion. All right, so C is in capital, and we have a Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, City, uh, drive away, Vermont mini vacation for four at Smuggler's Notch, Vermont. It includes three nights lodging. Uh, in a two-bedroom condo, three days of three mountain lift tickets and cross-country trail passes, and indoor pool and hot tubs and more. And it's from Dodge Chrysler Jeep City. Pre-order your New Year's solution with uh, just a click, and you can do that at Dodge Chrysler Jeep City.net. By the way, the knit cap is really, really nice. Well, Nick just pulled that up, and they're only 20 bucks. So you can get that what the? at the Rock Shop. It's a Preston and Steve knit cap. Uh, so, And we've we got plenty of winter left. So you want to dive in and get one of those for sure. I believe there's a new video, yes, starring uh, our very own Eric Simon. He won't watch it. He won't? Yes. No. He said he, he came Aww. in here earlier and he's like, I refuse to watch it. I can't I can't watch myself. <laughs> he's good. Uh, so I, I've, I haven't heard it yet. I'm, yeah. I'm looking at it. It looks fun. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I love Eric, man. He's uh, This looks like it's going to be great. So, all right. Nice. Uh, what's happening on the program today, sir? So, we've got uh, a lot of fun. We'll have Green Day Block. It's uh, Paul Stanley's birthday, A Block of Kiss. Uh, and it's National DJ Day, or uh. a DJ, as my dad would say. 
And so we'll uh, do some DJ songs. Nice. And uh, we'll also uh, have those uh, Journey and Billy Idol tickets to give away. So a fun day. Love it. All right. Well, I want to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the President Steve Show. Also brought to you by Acme. Download the Acme app to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks today. Visit acmemarkets.com for details. Tomorrow, uh, we will welcome uh, comedian Michael Yo on yes. the program. And it's a No Sad Bro Friday, just a reminder, which means now, since we're quitting work, yeah. it's officially Friday. Also, yeah. when you wrap at work, it will officially be Friday, so keep that in mind. Let's put it in our brains now to remember to play the Froggy song. Yes, oh, we yes. got to do Froggy yeah. Friday. All right. You know what? Yeah. All right, so that is it. We are done. Rage on, and have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Bing there. Do 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 do